Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to That Time We Woke Up in a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga, our heated adventures overanalyzing manga that we find interesting, better known as the Over Manga Cast. This time, join us once again as we dive into the wild world of Chainsaw Man for the final time. That's right, we've completed Tatsuki Fujimoto's Rip Roaring series by reading chapters 71 through 97. If you haven't finished Chainsaw Man, beware, we have all of the spoilers going forward. All of them. So, if you want to read it yourself first, don't open the door. Otherwise, let's get into the episode. Normally here at the head of the episode, we would tell you what our familiarity with the franchise is that we are reading, but if you've gotten to this point, then you are already well aware. Matt here has read the entire thing. Jay, Jacob, and I were completely new to it, and now here we are at the end of the road. <laughs> and what I a road it was. I finally dragged them all to my level. <laughs> they are here with me. <laughs> Okay, but did you drag us down or up? Yes. A little bit of both, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. So I would say, I don't know. Sideways. Yes, sideways. Yeah, and no, I, I really enjoyed it too. Uh, but yes, this is uh, the last bit of Chainsaw Man. I guess we can just jump right into it. You know, it feels kind of weird to say, but how about we finally go deal with the gun devil? Nah. We don't go straight to dealing with the d- gun devil. How about we go into immediately dealing with what the crap we like happened immediately after from where we left off? <laughs> yeah, we go straight into Denji and power bath time. Yeah. <laughs> I love the energy in this in these scenes just because I know before I was like shipping them so hard. And in the back of my mind, I still do. But there's some serious, like, you know, brother-sister energy going on. Brother being the older brother who has to drag his very annoying little sister around to do basic tasks. And it's just like, Mom, do I have to? Yes. Power in this chapter isn't annoying, though. She's she's suffering post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes, but... Mm. But it's still somewhat annoying. You can be but, empathetic, sympathetic. Yeah, fair. Denji is annoyed that he has to deal with Oh, this. yeah, very much so. I don't know. I See, I didn't dislike this, but um, I, did, I don't know that it was the best handle. I think over the course of this, we really do get to see that, like, it's not like they're in love or anything, you know? Like, they have a very genuine sibling-esque, like, friendship to each other that is surprisingly wholesome for this series, which is actually going to be a bit of a refrain going forward. Yeah, for how absolutely manic this reading got, there was this undercurrent of very genuine wholesomeness because really the big arcing theme really throughout the entire manga, but particularly in the reading that we did for today, is Denji coming to grips with emotions other than survival. Hmm. And, you know, helping out your surrogate sister through an incredibly hard time in her life. Yeah, that it, it's shockingly soft for these two. It, it's some really good, like, emotional power building. And I don't, I don't know, maybe I got a very different reading than you guys on this. But, like, there, there are certain scenes in this uh, Denji power dynamic where I think 
the mangaka is explicitly like telling the audience they have no attraction to each other. Like the ship is not happening. Oh yeah, the, the... no, no, I, I I caught that too. To stop us from trying, though. How many fandoms do they tell us they're not they're not a ship? <laughs> well, I mean, in, in this fandom, it's explicit because Power asks Denji to bathe with her and like it's that very cute like ooh, is she flirting with him and then we flip the obviously this is done as a joke you flip the panel from her like going nissan will you uh bathe with me and then we flip to them awkwardly showering each other off while being yeah. scared like it's mm -hmm. a very real take on like no that it's literally she's too afraid to bathe by herself and then they hug in the tub and denji just kind of comes to the realization there's a there's nothing naughty about this. Yeah, he he even specifically says it. There's a moment later where it's the reason why I say I feel like there's probably a physical attraction, but like they they don't have romantic love; they have filial love. Yes, and even and even that is just they're both attractive. I mean, Denji's a teenager. Power is functional. Well, power is I don't know power. what power is exactly, but power is power. Yeah, like there there's definitely a physical attraction by how these two characters are always chosen to be posed with each other. Because, <laughs> geez, do yeah. they love just drawing power yeah, yeah. straddling Denji. Or wrapping her legs around his waist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, like, beyond this is another attractive person sort of thing. Like, their, their actual dynamic is very platonic and, again, really weirdly for Chainsaw Man wholesome. It's always really weird when one of the wholesome scenes in a manga is, hey, I'll let you drink my blood. Uh, fine, as long as you stop about it. And then a really awkward nighttime image of Denji drinking Power's blood out of her neck. Yeah, it's because like things like these, like they just happen so often. It's obvious that any type of spat or dispute or any type of... Um, overly lustful emotion has already been burned out and it's just kind of like i i just feel like it has an element of like obvious that these encounters have transpired i don't know how what the time frame is but over the the weeks and months or maybe even a couple years that they've interacted with each other and it's just like this is what we're left with that's all less than a year yeah, yeah. it's, it's got to be less than a year reading through it it was just kind of like I also, on that same vein of like, it's very filial love, I feel like the awkwardness, just going back to when they first interacted and, you know, Denji's like, oh, she's female and she's letting me touch her chest and everything. Yeah. I feel like behind the scenes, there's been more awkward encounters, but then each time he still deals with power being power. And so it's like, it's almost like completely burned out of a system. He's like, oh, no. Well, yeah, because they're living they're living together and it's power <laughs> like. Yeah, it's a small like one bedroom apartment, too, is the thing. So like I are you playing up? There's definitely been times where power has been forced to bathe and then came out not wearing any clothes like. Oh, yeah. And then after so many times of doing that, it's just kind of like not again. Power put a shirt on. What the heck? You only get so many. You only get so many nosebleeds until you have to put it with the shenanigans. <laughs> that's that accompanies it. That's why she does it. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. Blood devil. <laughs> that makes sense. It's it's yeah, a really it's cute, cute chapter. That's that's really all I can say. And the next chapter is 
also just kind of cute. Aki wants to go visit his uh, family's grave site, which he does every year uh, in Hokkaido. And yep. unfortunately, he's got an adopted little brother and sister he's got to bring along this time. Because <laughs> they refuse to be left behind. Yes. All of us were introduced to Aki in the beginning. And I like, obviously, you know, we didn't see Matt's first reaction to this character, but I feel like Matt, you probably had the same. Like, we all knew where this character was going. We knew what his character arc was going to be. <laughs> it's come full circle to the point where uh, Spiky Shonen Boy has has learned to love. And he, uh, you know, care, cares about the annoying little siblings that they still annoy him, but... That's great, too, because um, they can't bring the cat with them on the vacation, so they have to have Kishibe, Kishibe <laughs> yeah. watch it. And he's just like, you want any souvenirs? Alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Vibes, honestly. Also, 100% that cat just sat in its carrier the entire time. Yeah, there's no way Kishibe took it out. Well, they told him to watch the cat. And he did indeed watch it. Oh, yes, 100%. He probably sat it on a table in his apartment and just stared at it. It's a cat, so it probably just stared back, and they were perfectly content <laughs> with this arrangement. <laughs> Look, I, all I got to say is I love cats. I was extremely scared for Meowie this entire reading. <laughs> if, any of, if any of our listeners out there felt the same way, don't worry. Meowie is Meowie fine. has been consumed by a devil. I think she can handle herself. That is also Fair. true, yes. Fair. That did happen. <laughs> but yeah, poor but, um, Meowie does get in danger a lot over this. But yeah, uh, one, of the, one of the things that I like, and like Aki's character arc is very expected. Like there weren't really any surprises like all the way down. Like the moment that I really like, it's, you know, something that we've mentioned with a couple of the like more standard shonens wearing their tropes on their sleeve and not caring was Aki saying that he was really annoyed that Denji and Power came, but he wasn't sad. And that was normally how he is. And that their shenanigans gave him something to focus on other than being sad was as it's like it sad was replaced with annoying but he'd take that anytime yeah so he was able to honor his family without getting all mopey and yeah it, like you know jake said it right it's very good strangely enough it's like his new family is helping him heal and move forward yeah, because that's Aki 100% is he keeps doing stupid things because all he feels is this deep loss and that's all he's been doing to motivate himself going forward. But like he finally realized on this trip to his family gravesite that like lingering depression wasn't there. It was finally gone and he, he was annoyed. He wasn't a positive emotion, but the fact that he was just constantly steeped in like negativity just normal is great. And it's it's something owing to like a major theme of uh, Chainsaw Man is that the good comes with the bad the thing that that was so like genuine about it, like like Aki wasn't like talking about how oh how much he loves his bratty annoying surrogate siblings or anything. Oh boy, poor Aki was put through a lot by these two. <laughs> uh, they, the, they were eating grave offerings. Yeah, power got sick off of spoiled grave offering. And like, that's so that's so power. It's something that a normal family would do. Annoyance isn't a, isn't a happy emotion, but it's, you know, it's not, you know, living in the past, wallowing in 
you know, functionally nothing. Which is actually where like Aki goes going forward from this is he kind of comes to the conclusion on this trip, he comes back and has realized like living only to kill the gun devil isn't isn't worth it if I'm going to lose this new family. Like, mm -hmm. I, I actually have something in my life I care about again. Maybe I'm just content having that. And so he goes to Makima and says, I want my division to be taken off of the hunt for the gun devil. And when Makima asks him, I don't, it's not even that Makima asks him. It's like, I think he's talking about this with angel devil to start with. He, no, he, he's, he's calling in right. and requesting getting off. And then uh, when Makima hears about this, she brings them in. Yeah, yeah. She calls him in to speak to him face to face. Makima's all for letting Division 4 off the Gun Devil case. You're always allowed to make any choice you want, Aki. I, I, I just got to say, I love how when asked why, uh, there is the image of Power and Denji brutally murdered by the darkness devil in hell and aki just says i got cold feet because he he's not willing to say it but he, he does not want denji and power to die his time in hell was like this is what the cost of this is gonna be i'm not willing to pay that again so mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep my family safe david i like i'm still in charge of these two so i get to decide we're not going on the gun devil case and that's when Makima goes, of course, Aki, whatever you want. You don't have to fight the gun devil if you don't want to. Unfortunately, uh, Denji and Power belong to the state, so they're going to have to fight the gun devil anyway, with or without you. Makima! <laughs> uh, you guys were so happy before. <laughs> I, uh, Still I am hate, happy. I hate Makima so much. Why? She's just spitting facts. <laughs> Why are you going to hate her? The big thing we get in this scene is Makima said Denji and Power have to do it anyway, knowing full well Aki was going to go along to follow them. There, there was no choice there. I don't see a divergent on previous Makima behavior. She is manipulative. I know. There was a real lack of control on Aki's part. Yeah, really. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. I'm just saying, though, there has not, for me, been a deviation in her behavior up to this point. So I was 100%. not. Yes, that is a correct assessment. And, and I've never not hated Makima. So you are right. <laughs> me and Jacob almost got you around on the Makima train in uh, episode two, I think. Yeah, almost. See, here's the thing. I, I said it once. I'll say it again. Her role in the story is well done, and I I like and appreciate that. Makima, the character, I despise. <laughs> I hate and fear her. But for what well, she does in the story, she's very well done. And anyway, uh, as Aki has formally signed onto the Gun Devil mission, finally, Makima can break the super secret protocol around the Gun Devil to inform the trio of what hunting the Gun Devil will entail. Surprise, the gun devil is already dead. <laughs> Has been for a while now. Yeah. Dead, but just like in in sec in pieces. So incapacitated. It, it blew up. Because that is that is kind of an important distinction because now we know we know a lot more about how devils work at this point. If it had been killed, killed, it would have just gone back to hell. Mm-hmm. It's been incapacitated. Yeah, the reason why the pieces were trying to find each other was because it had been 
disabled, shall we say. And was trying to regenerate, yes. Which is why they pull themselves to each other, which mm-hmm. was actually what was established early on, was fragments of the gun devil try and find Attract the whole each body. Other. And we learned that uh, the fragments of the gun devil have basically been split among some of the most powerful nations in the world as a form of mutually assured destruction. They also use it to uh, justify their various devil hunting arms. They can basically get the people to uh, not complain about any government spending as long as they say it's to hunt the gun devil. And the scarier the gun devil is, the more people are inclined to turn a blind eye to the government's shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, more directly, the scarier the gun devil is, the more powerful their pieces of the gun devil are. It's like it's like devil fear. It's an infinite loop. More importantly, it means that all of the devils that have had a piece of the gun devil that we have fought throughout this We're probably given that by the Japanese government. Not necessarily the Japanese government. But a government. (laughs) I mean, some of them could have been the Japanese government. Some of them could have been other governments attacking Japan. Uh, And some some of them might have been free-floating pieces that just got found by a devil. And some of them might have been uh, different organizations that were able to find them. But it it creates a lot. Because, like, you know, one thing that was mentioned in, I believe it was the second episode uh, of Our Chainsaw Man, there seemed to be a lot more intentionality to the gun devil's actions. It wasn't the gun devil that had intentionality. (laughs) Yeah. It was literally everything around the gun devil using Um, it as a screen. Which is... Oh boy, that is, that was something to wrap the head around. Also, the government has been manufacturing and guns and arming people in order to uh, continue to increase fear of the gun devil for this exact purpose. The money amount for the guns that the uh, Yakuza got make a lot more sense. It also makes a lot of sense why if the governments are so willing to crack down on literally everything possible to um, cut down the fear of guns, to weaken the gun devil. Why do they still manufacture guns? A lot of questions that kind of... Really, uh, really get the old thinker thinking in uh, not good ways. But uh, as it turns out, we're not hunting the gun devil. Uh, The whole plan was to go attack another nation and take their gun devil bets for Japan. Yeah, why couldn't you just say that? Russia and China. They never get that that far along in the plan. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to reclaim the gun devil, but in all fairness, knowing Makima, I can 100% believe that's what she said, said the plan was, to get the Japanese government to do whatever she wanted. I mean, that's kind of important. There have been a lot of cases where things seem to have been getting out of Makima's control. It actually turns out she was either fine with or was just lying and wanted them to happen, which is going to be something that comes up later. Yeah, that I want to point out Um, because Aki goes to deliver this information to Denji and power and power doesn't really care because, you know, she's not using uh, her one brain cell to think about it too much. But then she's like, wait a minute. If the gun devil is already defeated and we're not actually going to kill it, we're just going to take some of its bits. Then that means I'm not going to kill the gun devil, which means I don't get my wish from Makima. This is why he's not dumb. Very intelligent. No, because you're you're kind of mischaracterizing Denji's point there. Denji's saying Makima wouldn't lie to them, so there must be a way to kill the gun devil. Yeah. Is how he justifies it. I mean, he's not wrong in that assertion. He's just still in complete denial at this point. The yeah. gun devil is alive and can be killed. Like, it hasn't been killed yet. So yeah. that's true. He can kill... It's serving a dark and deeper purpose than just this is bad and needs to be destroyed. The world is a whole lot grayer than perhaps 
is really being explained. Yeah, and, and Denji's not accepted that yet. Jay, you're breaking open the lid here. You're revealing the deep, dark secret that the gun devil was secretly a subordinate of the dolphin devil. It's <laughs> serving a deep, dark porpoise. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that, right? <laughs> no, I laughed at it. It's staying in. The greatest Damn enemy it. of chainsaws was cetaceans all along. <laughs> the greatest enemy of chainsaw man was hard boiled cop and dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the chaos and sadness. Uh, Aki gets his vision from the future devil. He has to say the future is cool. The future is cool. <laughs> the future is cool. The future is cool. And then later that night, Aki's laying in bed and he's like, hey, future devil, I want to talk to you. And the future devil deadass rises up in front of Aki's window and goes, I only appear when you say the future is cool. Aki did not say that. The future devil appeared anyway. <laughs> Aki also refuses to say that. <laughs> yes, which I thought was peak hilarity. Just give the future devil this. Come on, Aki. Yeah. <laughs> the future devil deserves nothing. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> but uh, he, Aki says to Future Devil, that vision you showed me, is there any way around it? Nope, not a single way around it. Chainsaw is going to kill you and power. Okay. <clears throat> Great. Good. No. Um, and that's about Aki's reaction, except way more stoically, because he is an anime protagonist. Yeah, he's he's character developed, but he's still in character. <laughs> you know, it, as Jake said, he's developed his character, but he is still who he is. So uh, he goes to hang out with Angel Devil a little bit. Angel Devil, poor Angel. He lost both his arms and they did not come back. Which is interesting. Shouldn't because uh, uh, Denji and Power got their arms back. Why does Angel not get to heal? And Aki only got one arm back. That's an important thing to know. Aki's one armed. That's I'm not entirely sure how most of them got out of hell. Uh, Makima made a deal to sacrifice Tolka. And, and again, this goes back to I liked the previous part, but not as much as part two, because I think that some of the storytelling was iffy because like when there was that panel, I might have just missed them in the background, but I only saw Denji and Makima get out of hell. And like, that's the character focus. But like that whole section was very confusing to me. So I, like because I, um, I thought power was just straight up dead last time. I didn't think she was coming back after that. Power power got revived. And um, in all fairness, Makima does say get all of us out of here. It, it's a matter of I missed it, but like that kind of owes to what I was saying last time is that I, it, it was great character moments, really cool, uh, like great art. A lot of the stuff that Chainsaw Man does best, maybe not told in the best way. It was a little bit confusing, as is my understanding. When they got out of hell, the people who had been dismembered, like got back together because Denji was immediately back in one piece after he came out of hell. And but like Aki only got one arm back and it's like, OK, so Angel didn't get either of his arms back. Can't he just regenerate? His He's a devil. I don't remember if devils work by the same rules as fiends, in all honesty. You know what? That's a really good point. We don't know that for sure. I think fiends regenerate by blood because they've got like a human body and power regenerates by. Well, power's a fiend, too, actually. Yeah, power's a well, fiend, well, too. Well, no. Um, one of the first things we see is uh, 
Puchetta drinking Denji's blood in order to heal from the wound that he had. And he was a de- he was Fair. still a devil at that point. He's a full devil. So, yeah. And honestly, I uh, personally would chalk that up to the power of the darkness devil. The darkness devil is so powerful that it was able to uh, permanently damage angel in that way uh as we will learn coming up devils can have very very weirdly specific powers the darkness devil might have some specific ability that interacted with angel in some weirdly specific way but this is beside the point yeah it, it really doesn't matter because the entire reason why angel is even in the position he is does not matter after the next scene so yeah they they set up like it's gonna be a plot point and then it really just doesn't become a plot point at all does it yeah it's chainsaw man's masterful way of just completely faking you out at every turn i mean yeah it's intentionally a misdirect is the thing because angel essentially is um saying because he has no arms they're probably going to euthanize him because he can't use his power without his arms his touch is what causes him to make weapons he can't do that anymore. Aki says, well, you can probably get like the same deal the Fox Devil has where you can like grant powers to people. And he's like, I don't know. Oh, you said you've got an unavoidable future where uh, Denji is going to kill you in power. I mean, you could just run away forever. That That's a plan. And Aki's like, no. I'm just saying Angel Devil is the most like relatable devil ever. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes seriously forget that he's a devil. <laughs> Most of the characters in the manga also forget he's a devil. He has to remind them at one point, you know, I'm a devil first and angel second. And honestly, that that sort of owes to something that's a really important conceit to make the character stuff that especially happened at the end here really land. The devils aren't incarnations of evil, but they're evil because they hurt people. They're powered by fear, but they make choices based off of the exact same logic that any other person does. Hey, there might happen to be a devil that doesn't actually want to hurt anybody. I mean, like Angel's actually an excellent example of this. Like he doesn't want to be powerful. In fact, he would be pleased as punch if he had no power, because then he'd be able to touch people. Yeah, that's why City Mouse versus Country Mouse was so it resonated so much with him. He's just like, I just want to be left alone and just chill. Or, you know, maybe it'd be better if I just didn't exist. You know, ever think about that? It's very, very, very deep in thought. He's desirous only of the vibes. Anyway. Uh, Angel and uh, Aki apparently can just leave the hospital Angel's in at any point. Uh, And they find Makima on a beach, just standing ankle deep in the water. Mm hmm. As you do. Hanging out there at the beach. Is uh, is Makima in her her black dress yet or is that later? I forget. Uh, No, I think she's I think she's in casual wear at the at the beach. That that black dress is on point. So (laughs) just going to say that. But, uh, I, I like your casual wear too. I mean, Makima, like Makima, looks great in everything. It's just she's really scary. I don't know. You guys just don't like strong, strong, independent women who know what they want or manipulate people to go what they want. The second one. It's the second one. It's that last one I disagree with. <laughs> Aki yeah. has come to Makima seeking a boon because she knows all the strong devil contracts. So clearly she can probably, if anyone knows a way to get out of an unavoidable fate, as told by the future devil, Makima knows how to. Mm -hmm. And Aki says, I'm willing to make any contract because no matter how much character development he went through, he's 
build a self-sacrificial anime protagonist. But he's doing he's doing this to save his new family, not for revenge. So I would argue there's different motivation there that is character growth. It's absolutely character growth. Yes, it's just he has grown as a character. His core is still there. He's also still dying next year, no matter what happens. Like, that's a... He says, I'll make any contract. And Makima turns to him and says, really, any contract? Oh, that's great. All right, make a contract with me. And I screamed. I, I screamed. <laughs> Sam called it. <laughs> and Aki's like, uh, uh, Aki is also like, what, what? <laughs> As Jay put it. <laughs> and, and Makima waits no times. The second, the first time she asked, the second time was in order. Make a contract with me. You will give me everything you are, and I will give you strength. Because Aki just wanted strength so that he could stop the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's easy to do. Unfortunately, he did not make the contract to stop the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a bad genie. Gotta be super specific. And while all this is happening, Angel has a moment of, wait a minute. Why do I like Makima again? Why do I recognize this place? Aki also has that moment when he sees her on the beach. He's just like, yeah, I also really like Makima. And then for just a split second, he goes, wait, why? And And, uh, uh, Angel breaks the conditioning a little more and has a full on flashback. I mean, he basically remembers everything. Makima is is reaching the end of what her plans are. So it's very much the point where things that aren't a threat to her, she's really stopped caring about. So she's so focused on Aki that she kind of forgets Angel is there. Yep. And Angel remembers his life beforehand living on a beach with a very much alive community around him, his friends, his neighbors, the woman he loved. And then all of a sudden, Makima walked up to him and said, hey, show me your power. Oh, I don't like using my power. It's it's very bad for people. And I just I I prefer not to. This is an order. Show me your power. And the next panel, it's Angel holding the hand of the woman he loved on top of body or a pile of bodies. A yes. body of piles. A body of piles. <laughs> Which actually, not incorrect, it uh, switches from the middle of the day to nighttime with mm-hmm. that, like, single panel flip. So he blacks out for a while. And there's Makima standing next to him in the pile of dead and saying, you've got a very good power. You work for me now. Did you guys also get the feeling that before this event happened, Angel used to be able to control his power? Yeah, I don't think so, because we don't see him touching anybody. I think it was more a matter of um, he was um, just careful not to come in direct contact with anybody. Either of those are equally likely, though. There is a legitimate chance uh, that he could have been able to turn it off until Makima Makima all over him. Mm-hmm. Ew. I mean, Makima's power is very gross. <laughs> she has a flesh halo. Ew. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure why. <laughs> yeah, that's never really clearly explained. Well, hold on. No, she has the flesh halo because she takes Angel Devil's powers right now. That's why she has a halo of flesh. No, but I'm talking about the flesh and, and just where did she get the flesh? You know what? I bet it's because biologically she does not have a halo like Angel does. So it needs to come from somewhere, I guess. So it's yeah. made of her. Like, what is the significance of the halo, though? Her Angel Devil's powers. Is it just a motif? Like, it doesn't functionally do anything. 
it lets her use Angel's powers. It might be necessary to do the power. Like that's like a yeah life stealing organ. Like it, it it's devil shenanigans. I'm willing to accept it. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it. That's what it comes down to. It's devil shenanigans. Yeah. And so Angel attempts to use his power to summon up a big sword and go kill Makima with it, using it in his teeth, full Zoro style. Yeah, uh, all, all 10 years worth of uh, lifespans definitely going to stop Makima after everything else that's been thrown at her. We cut away from this to the Oval Office. <laughs> no, we don't. She, tell, she tells Angel to sit down while he's attacking her and he stumbles into the sand. <laughs> He doesn't even make it to her. Right, right. But yes, we do go to the Oval Office, where all good cutaways in the Overmanga cast library go. <laughs> <laughs> Except this time Garfield isn't here. We see the President of the United States standing behind the Resolute Desk, doing a little monologue, saying that everything else that we've tried has failed. Makima needs to be destroyed. My citizens... I hope you'll forgive me for the decision I'm about to make. And he picks up the phone and he says, hello, yes, gun devil. I will give you one year off of the lifespan of every single American citizen if you go kill Makima right now. That is to say, I want you to go kill the control devil. Dun, dun, dun. And it's a full length panel of Makima just standing there smiling. And it is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it, it will it, haunt your dreams, Sam. It literally has. <laughs> what I just wanna I just wanna like go back to the whole like the president of the United States being able to offer the lives of his citizenry. Without their consent, like, where was consent given? Without their knowledge. They elected him. He has authority over them. I think that's how it works in Chainsaw Man. is Because we get another thing later with the prime minister having control over the Japanese citizenry. I think inherently being a member of a government subjects you to, like, chain of command ownership. You can use any, any person underneath you as sacrifice material for a devil contract yeah. now that's probably not something they say on their campaign slogan of yeah. i will not sacrifice <laughs> you to devils for my own benefit and some they might have to because it's been generations so that might be on your campaign speech hey i will not sacrifice my citizens devils i won't sacrifice the lifespan of my citizens <laughs> you can't trust them yeah a very glorious moment where we also learn what time period this takes place in. Uh, 1995, uh, the reason we know that is because a situation report appears as the narration going forward through this entire next chapter of the gun devil appearing off the coast of Japan and going to attack Makima as the gun devil himself appears. And oh, Lord, another outstanding design. The mm -hmm. entrance of the gun devil is the most wild thing because it opened. There is there is a church on a on a cliffside with like a choir singing uh, overlooking the ocean. And we see a huge belt of massive bullets. Several of them drop out of the sky to hover just above the water. And it cuts away to this massive kaiju looking thing with with like 
exposed ribs, screaming faces in its chest cavity, and every other piece of exposed flesh is guns. Its head is an Alucard-looking pistol. It, it's made out of AKs and Uzis, and oh my goodness. I cannot put into words how freaking awesome this thing looks. It is literally well-armed. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's It's got uh, the same thing we got last time the gun devil was mentioned, where whenever it appears, the page is littered with the individual names of all its victims in alphabetical order. Because this is a this is a report of the, the gun, this most recent gun devil incident. Though we also learn more about how the gun devil's powers actually work. They are really weirdly specific. Specifically, it's it's like you hear it as if like the gun devil itself is a machine because it has its powers activating like in line, like powers coming online to kill every citizen in Japan, like and then names the specific island it's attacking and then narrows down to every shot through the heart. Every person born within like every month except a few that was the one that i noticed because it just lists 10 months and it's like it's a list of months so you you're like counting through and it's like wait that's just all the months and then you notice that like august and june or something are missing like i don't know which which of the two months were april and july are not it sort of reframes all of the situations where um we had characters who were survivors of gun devil attacks the America bros survived the gun devil attack. And then Aki's entire character motivation is all of his family died, but he was outside the house at the time. It had nothing to do with him being outside the house at the time. It was because the gun devil just instantly kills everyone who falls under an extremely specific category. In extremely specific ways, too, because it starts off with just mass oh, slaughter of everyone on this island. And then it gets specific cause of death for specific people. And keeps narrowing down. I actually pulled up the chapter. It's not 1995. September 12th, 1997. The gun devil hits the city of Nikaio in Akita Prefecture, Japan, from off the coast for 12 seconds. Yeah, once yep. again, the, the the speed of this thing is emphasized. This is not this is not something that you see happen. This is suddenly everything is bullets and it's already over before you perceive what happened, assuming you lived. And finally, Makima's shot through the head. I like Makima sights the gun devil at a distance of 500 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can just do that. Stop trying to limit women. <laughs> I, I'm, I, am a, I am being impressed by her. I am being impressed by how powerful she is. But yes, um, the gun devil opens fire on everybody, and then also Makima. She gets shot in the head. This is her 29th recorded death. (laughs) Which means there were probably others. I wonder which one was the best. Spoilers, but probably one of the ones where Chainsaw Man killed her. Oh, (laughs) yes. Huge, huge fangirl. Yeah. (laughs) I killed me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the ultimate way to get noticed. (laughs) But yeah, we're not quite there yet. Makima gets shot in the head, dies... Uh, some of her brain, I think, comes out to form the flesh halo as she regenerates. You only have a certain amount of your brain. It's okay. You know what I'm thinking? Well, I'm thinking that's what killed Aki. Oh, actually, yeah. Zaki wasn't dead. He was just locked into her like thing where her death can be felt by other people. But Aki is dead the next time he's mentioned. Oh, yeah. that's right, because fiends are possessing corpses specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Neat little detail, I suppose. 
It, indeed it is. But Makima gets shot in the head by the gun devil, instantly regenerates. It probably killed Aki. She gets the flesh halo and then uses uses Angel's power. She uses a whole bunch of years worth of lifespan. It's like a thousand years or something it's either a thousand or ten thousand she uses a whole bunch of people's powers because they're her subordinates she uses kurose and tendo's contract with the punishment devil because even though they're dead they're still hers she uses snake girl's contract with the snake devil aki's contract with the future devil and then angel and spider devil to create this super mega attack that insta gibbs the gun devil it, it is the most power gaming thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and i love it that yeah. kind of goes back to uh last time i don't feel as uh tinfoil hatty for saying that makima wasn't taking her fight with the darkness devil seriously i still think makima could have taken it she would have needed her subordinates in hell though and unfortunately most of her subordinates there currently were dead yeah yeah so wouldn't have quite worked in that regard for her. But like uh, the comment I made about their their uh, power not being that far apart, like w if they're both at their best. Yeah, that's <laughs> we, we don't actually even see the gun devil get gibbed. We just see Makima's super mega ultra spend all 10 bars worth of super attack about to hit it. And then it cuts away to Aki's apartment where Power and Denji are, are hearing a knock at the door and the phone ringing. Don't open the door, Denji. Don't open the door, Denji. Don't open Denji. the door, Denji. And Denji's like walking over to the door and he's and he hesitates because he remembers don't open the door or he has a vision from Puchetta of don't open the door. I'm not entirely sure whether or not it's a flashback of that memory or it's something happening in his head is kind of vague with that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I you could interpret it either way. I don't think it makes much of a difference. Yeah, either is valid. Denji is hesitating to open the door or is convinced it's Aki. Yeah, they're convinced it's Aki who's home. I think power smells it's Aki. Yeah. It's the big thing because she can blood devil sense. Denji finally picks up the phone, which has been ringing off the hook. And it's Makima on the other line asking Denji if he's seen the news. And he's like, no, I just woke up. Well, I'll give you the quick version. The gun devil appeared. We failed to defeat it. It took over a dead body and got away. The gun fiend is now at your door. Oh, no. And the gun fiend is at the door and power smells Aki at the door. Ah! <laughs> Makima, how convenient of you to call me just as this was happening. Denji actually manages to use some of his brain cells and he's like, uh, power, I want you to take Meowie and go out the back and, and leave, please. Go, just leave. He's, he's just getting a real bad feeling in his gut. Mm -hmm. Like, because Makima specifically says the gun fiend is there i'm going to need you to fight it don't think too much while you're fighting yeah don't think about anything while you're fighting yeah leading up to you're going to open the door and you're going to have thoughts don't do that it's really great because denji definitely doesn't not think about things while fighting yeah that's the thing about um denji's character because like we were talking about aki's character growth and uh, Denji using some of his brain cells, like Denji's changed from the person he was at the beginning. And he can't not think about it because as we've established, Denji's not stupid. He had just only ever known what he needed to to survive in the moment. Now he's lived a life and he can infer what's going on. He's shown yeah. that he's sharp, that he can 
you know, read between the lines. And he knows full well what's about to happen. He knows why Puchetta doesn't want him to open the door. Yeah. But really, at this point, the choice isn't really his. Well, that, that's kind of what I'm saying, though, is he is choosing to open the door because Makima isn't ordering Denji to do anything. He's going against what she's saying. He's just opening the door anyway. He's not being commanded. Denial is a powerful force. The idea that Aki could be defeated and then be taken over by the gun devil. Because fiends, here, here's the important part. Fiends are basically a consensual thing as far as we know. Like, as far as we're aware, fiends are created when some, when like a dying devil and a dying human make a contract. That's the only one that we've actually seen it. No, because consent also means could mean that you're not coerced and situations can for cause you to be coerced to make a deal with a devil. Which is what happened here, because Aki wasn't exactly in his right mind. Yeah, but power, but Denji doesn't know that, and he would think, the gun fiend is at my door. There's no way Aki would ever, ever, ever do that. And he hates that thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but power said Aki's at the door. All of this is just none of this adds up. So open the door. There's there's Saki with a, with a gun for a head. Oh, God, this hurts. <laughs> this one hurts. Screw you, Matt. It's real nice. They snowball uh, fight. It's great. It's great. They just have a snowball fight. It's just a fun, innocent snowball fight. There's nothing wrong with this. So um, we're, we're going to summarize this as best as we can, dear audience. The chapter itself kind of flip-flops between uh, Aki's and Denji's perspective. Denji is having a really cool chainsaw man fight against the gun devil where effectively Aki's apartment is uh, obliterated. Then we cut to Aki's perspective where he and Denji are both children having a lovely little snowball fight. The things happening in the snowball fight correspond to what's going on. Yeah. And we see a young, a young Aki at the formative moment of his life and a tiny Denji. Well, the formative moment of his life, because this was mm -hmm. the scene that was happening, except Denji is replacing his uh, sickly little brother he couldn't uh, play with. The big thing is, is uh, Denji's not really fighting back so much as desperately trying to stop Aki, who now has a... Uh, Gun for a head, and also and his missing arm was replaced with a uh, long rifle. Lest any of you think that this is just a regular gun, no. Pulls that trigger, bang, 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 pull the devil trigger, and it wipes out whole blocks of the city. Including the random passers-by on those blocks. The missed snowballs hit somebody. And in the devastation, Denji is so heavily injured that he has fallen defeated. Because again, he's not really doing his normal thing of just throwing himself at the bad guy. Because the bad guy is Aki. Yeah, he's doing the thing where he's thinking. And he was told not to do he that. He was specifically told not to think. He's trying to save Aki. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to save Aki and like... He's calling out to him constantly, and Aki's hearing that as little kid Denji throwing snowballs at him. You're not trying, Denji. He's really not. In fact, Denji is crying in the snowball vision. Are you crying, Denji? And one of the absolute best moments of the series, you know, something that gets built on multiple times over the course of these past two, Denji is... is badly damaged he's uh barely conscious he lands right in front of a crowd of very clearly terrified people someone like pulls out a knife and is standing over denji 
And the thing that I love about this is I was not the slightest bit surprised when that person cut their own hand and started feeding Chainsaw Man their blood. Uh, I thought this comic was called Chainsaw Man, not Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it does have strong Spider-Man vibes now that you mentioned it. Yeah, it has the the city rallies behind the the hero moment that happens in Spider-Man comics. Except in this kind, they're offering their blood as a contract to the Chainsaw <laughs> Devil. Please yeah. keep us safe. Yeah, it's um, it's got all of the all the lunacy you'd expect from this particular manga <laughs> getting a twist on that but like i just love that moment because like we had we'd called out a couple of times all the times where denji wasn't just fighting devils he was saving people mm -hmm. people noticed people remembered it, the people he saved remembered as we will find later on mm -hmm. they're still alive but uh so chainsaw man gets back up aki's hands are getting cold during the snowball fight he's not he's not really feeling the snowball fight anymore oh but power is here she must want to play the snowball fight too and that's when denji kind of kicks into this isn't a game anymore mm -hmm. and in one powerful move kills the gun fiend i will say there is there is one thing the the longer i've ruminated on the ending of chainsaw man the more i've loved it I will call out the parts that I wasn't ultra keen on, though. This is not like a mistake so much as like, like I saw something different. You see the future devil like watching over Aki and like this was the worst possible death. You were killed by your friend. I personally think it would have been a much worse death for Aki um, to have like succeeded in his goal and expired with nothing to do but to be a burden on his found family. Well, but that's the thing is the future devil clarifies what he said earlier because he's just been saying this is the worst possible death. Uh, we get the future devil as Aki's dying. He goes, yep, this was the worst possible death for Denji. This was the worst possible way you could die for the chainsaw boy. Oh, I missed, I missed that. Yeah, he does say that. And I, I know I believe you. I, I believe I missed that future devil uh, pulling a real Ryukin light moment. So long as we're making <laughs> comparisons to other to other comic properties, <laughs> I, I have to laugh because otherwise I would start crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, and then we do get a nice scene after that where uh, Aki is playing catch with his little brother. Who comes back out of That's the house. Denji and power are gone from snowball from the snowfield so uh just uh me taking a little bit out of um everything uh when you guys started this and we did our first episode this chapter especially that cover page of the three of them uh power aki and denji as little kids at the aquarium this was the chapter i had just read when i'm like everyone needs to read this with me <laughs> <laughs> And then there's us talking about the scene from Aki's past that we get in the first reading. Oh, boy. Hey, hey fun, fun uh, re-listen game for you, dear listeners. Go back and listen very closely to everything Matt says concerning Makima. Concerning everything. Concerning everything, really. But, uh, particularly uh, in our third episode, talking about hell and doors and we have hell at home. God, that one got me. <laughs> yeah uh i think i think matt might be the makima of this podcast <laughs> manipulating great pain into into, <laughs> into this so that emotional bomb happens 
And the worst part is dingy and powered. They don't know the background of this. They don't know about Makima's involvement. And so uh, they just kind of go about their lives for a bit. Turns out Aki had actually built up a good chunk of change and Denji and Power were his uh, were the heritors of it. And uh, Jimeno's family. Jimeno's family got half and Denji and Power got the other half. Mm hmm. Which was still an insane amount of money for two teenagers. And they yeah. spend it how two teenagers would. <laughs> yeah. I got a nice apartment, plenty of meat, <laughs> some video games. The apartment was the only thing they kind of skimped on because it was a little on the small side, mostly because they spent the rest of it on video games and food. Good priorities here. Fair. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. But uh, the big thing we get is uh, Denji needing to take a break from hanging out with power to go for a walk <laughs> at night. And um, completely understand. He gets an ice cream from a vending machine because he's got no money problems right now. He can get all the food he wants. That's like such an insane luxury to the Denji from like a year ago. That's that's what I love about this moment, because it's going to build into uh a really powerful scene later but like like he's always had incrementally better dreams and like this is him just moving that one step further up like his list basically like the problem is he's he's one step further up that list he has all the money he could need but like he feels like garbage he gets halfway through that ice cream and it's like this tastes disgusting because He's racked with guilt that he killed Aki. He thinks that there's a way that he could have saved Aki. And maybe there like probably not. But maybe what if? So I, I think I'm going to disagree with that. I think the guilt for Denji and just because this is the way Chainsaw Man portrays guilt. I think it's full stop. Just he is the one who killed Aki. Mm. Whether or not he could have saved him isn't factoring in because he still feels guilty about killing his friend. It was something that needed to be done. And when Aki was about to kill power, that was evident. It is still something that racks Denji with guilt. But anyway, uh, just as Denji's at his lowest on a park bench, um, guess who always winds up in Denji's life whenever he's feeling at his lowest? <laughs> Makima Aww. comes. Uh, yeah, oh, Makima's there to make him feel better. I know. No, she just likes to slide into those DMs all the time. <laughs> Whenever you're feeling at your lowest, hey, hey there. Makima calling up Denji for a booty call. Yeah, totally. She she is that person. They uh, they really do their best in this um like chapter and a half to make you completely forget about Makima pre Aki dying. Because <laughs> um she goes up to Denji and is just like, your hands are so cold. You shouldn't be eating ice cream with cold hands and like really laying on the sugar like. Here, let me warm your hands for you. That's the thing for me. Like the comment about cold hands, it's less that they're trying to make you forget. It's more that they're not saying it. They're baking it into the subtext of everything. Like at this point, very specifically, because it's like to Denji, it's it's definitely um, obfuscating. But to the audience, everything has been laid bare at this point because um, we don't know how yet. And, and we'll learn soon. But like Makima's stated goal at this point is to create a world without suffering for humans. Yeah, that's that's definitely what she tells people her goal is. <laughs> the vast majority of people disagree with her definition of that, but Yeah, and and what that's the thing though, I fully believe it because she's you know, she's not human. So from an outer perspective, and I think there's plenty of sci-fi and like harm um 
movies are surrounding this of like from an outsider's oh, humans seem so sad and so afraid. I don't, I want to, you know, put them in this environment. I want to fix it. Not understanding, like, why and the nuances there. It's a, it's a well-worn trope, but it's done well, so. Yeah, and I'm with Jay on that. It, there's also the fact that she is the control devil, and so naturally she would want complete control, and believing that any situation she controls is a perfect one. And so if she could just gain control over all humanity, humanity would be perfected and she would still gain power because they would fear the thing controlling them. <laughs> but I mean, every other thing that they suffer from would be accounted for and put and removed from the system. I, I've got some thoughts on that, but we can talk about that later after we get through the real crucial parts of her yeah th this is the point and the the point that i was making about mentioning what makima's stated goal was is um for like denji is in the com is completely in the dark as usual but the thing that's like for the audience like the fact that like denji was eating ice cream and makima is talking about how cold his hands are there is just everything wrong with the universe is baked into every line on every panel from oh. from the audience's perspective. No, a hundred percent. Makima would prefer a world without ice cream because eating ice cream makes your hands cold. That is a hundred percent her worldview. Yeah, that's that's the way she thinks. But that that's for her long. So basically, she takes Denji home with her. Because um, lost little puppy on the side of the road. The only thing I envy about her is all those dogs. I'm like, yes. Can we talk about how she has a, her apartment is two solid floors and she has like 15 dogs. Yeah, she's living. She's living the dream. Almost all huskies, too. They're all big dogs too they're they're big they're big and fluffy i know at least a few of them are huskies i think which some is, are other breeds. which is very questionable because huskies are almost infamously known for being aloof so it's kind of like she chose the more complicated of dog species and then said i want to have control over these dogs what it seems at first is that she picked the drama queen dog because she wanted something challenging to control like to assert her power over once we get to the end, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But I mean, almost enough dogs. I would love to be in her apartment. Just saying she's doing something right. Is that a responsible amount of dogs for your Tokyo apartment, though? Like she oh, has two dogs. floors. She has two floors. She made we made space for them. They each have an apartment. Each of the dogs has an apartment. Matt is right. It is an excessive amount of dogs, but everything Makima does is excessive. So she loves she loves to live her life and you keep on shaming her for it. The big thing about Makima is we spend so long in this supposedly two floor apartment. We never leave the living room, <laughs> specifically mm -hmm. the living room couch. But I mean, hey, we got everything we need in here. Namely Almost dogs. enough yes. dogs. And Jacob's just in the corner. Playing with the dogs. <laughs> we get so many great panels of Denji just being jealous of how much attention the dogs are getting. <laughs> and they're like, they're like uh, jumping onto Makima and licking her face. And he's like, damn, I wish that was me. He basically articulates that and says, hey, I want to be a dog. 
because then you would give me attention. Specifically, Makima breaks the question to him. Uh, what do you want your wish to be for killing the gun devil? Because technically he did. He killed Aki, who was the gun devil. I want to be your dog. Which is great because the next chapter immediately opens up with Makima going like, hold on, what? Explain that, please. That's a really weird sentence you just said, as if that was the ending of a chapter. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, not that I'm going to like dissuade you, but what? I, I need you to articulate what you mean by that. <laughs> I like where this is going, but uh, just for clarification. And he says, you know, I got a life. But life is complicated. Life requires thinking. It requires making moral choices. All that's kind of bull. Dogs ain't got to worry about that. Dogs just be dogs. I don't want to think. I don't want to make choices. I don't want to experience guilt anymore. I just want to be a dog, man. And Makima's like, excellent, correct answer. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, Denji essentially at his lowest point is realizing he was honestly happier with the happiest times in his life have honestly been when he's not been, been making decisions for himself. When people have told him what to do, because for some reason, every time he makes a decision on his own, it blows up and falls apart on him. Every time. I wonder why. Who's sitting Because there are a couple of cases where he's made decisions but like, because the only thing in his head right now is what just happened with Aki, that's like, that's the only thing in his head. Same thing happened with Reze. The stuff with uh, um, Santa Claus. He was following Makima's orders to defend her. <laughs> he, he, in fact, woofed. What I'm referring to is um, his big speech at the end. That was pure Denji. I'm the hero of uh, like, I'm the shining hero of fire and stuff like that. Yeah, like when he was talking about how Santa Claus better come to town on any day except a Sunday. I mean, fair. I, I would say he's not actually making a decision in that statement. He's just gloating to the thing he's fighting because he was told to fight it. He's he is he is asserting himself as a person, and that's the important part. But the key thing in this moment is he's not thinking about that because the only thing in his head is what just happened. Regardless. His big thing is he does not want the guilt associated with making choices. The negatives of it far outweigh any positives he has gotten from it. Makima's like, all right, excellent. Now, uh, you only reply to what I say with Wolf. You will uh, obey everything I tell you. And oh, who's that at the door? Who? Ah, I know who it who's is. Who's at the door, Denji? Who's at the door? It's power. You're going to go open the door and I'm going to kill her. I think initially she says you're going to kill power. <laughs> she says you're going to open the door and I'm going to kill her. The way that she's setting it up is I'm going to do the killing, but it's going to be your fault because you're the one who's going to open the door. We have just a beautiful tableau of a panel of Makima leading Denji by the hand to the door, walking right past uh, Paradise Lost of Lucifer falling out of heaven. <laughs> Boy, the heavy hand of symbolism. Clearly, uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto, well, we knew this the entire time, but he follows the creed of, I know writers who use subtlety and they're all cowards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, despite despite uh, Puchetta's uh, protests. Don't open the door, Denji, please. <laughs> Denji goes to open the door and he thinks power will be on the other side and she'll be holding a birthday cake. Why do I know that? right tomorrow's my birthday and he opens the door and it's power standing there with a happy 17th birthday denji cake and she it's so cute it's so cute 
she's got the sweat drops down her head like she was ordered to do this oh god i didn't even notice that yeah power doesn't want to be here power has never liked makima is a thing That's that right. comes up again and again power is afraid of makima this is also not the kind of thing that power would just do either yeah because mm -hmm. as 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 much as they have a sibling relationship power is the bratty younger sister yeah she would totally want to eat that cake herself and be like why do i have to give it to denji if she if she ever did something like this she would show up with a plate with crumbs on it not yes. an actual cake mm -hmm. yes makima points a finger gun at power goes bang and her torso vanishes yeah, in case you didn't need to know that Makima currently has the gun devil's powers at the moment. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Power's legs and severed head and arms fall to the ground in a pool of spreading red. Oh, and it's great because the next chapter. The worst tragedy ever. I hate Makima so goddamn much. <laughs> I think you'd be a great team. It's great because you think the next chapter would cut scenes to something else because that ended on such an impactful thing. Nope. We the next pe uh, chapter opens up with from Power's head's point of view between her severed legs, the door closing. Uh huh. I mean, we her purpose has been fulfilled. But like, that's the thing. As an audience, we are being forced to stay in this uncomfortable atmosphere. We don't get to mm -hmm. leave. We have to watch this. Because Makima walks with Denji back to her couch. She sits Denji down and she flops on the couch, falls over to have her head in his lap and begins laughing uproariously. This was an interesting moment for me because like I mentioned stuff about not trusting Chainsaw Man. When when this initially happened, my immediate reaction was, oh, the movie theater scene was bullshit, huh? Glad I was so invested in the character. And then I said, wait, stop. Chainsaw Man has proven itself by this point. Stick with it. See where it goes. And thank goodness I caught myself because boy, was I rewarded by the end of it. I also told you the movie theater scene was relevant when you latched onto it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's very much the case where I had that reaction, but... I have to point it out, the beginning really killed Chainsaw Man for me. Once we got to the point with the movie theater scene, wow, I love this series, but I, I, you know, I've mentioned it other times when we've talked about, like, you know, recommendations for Chainsaw Man. It's, it's a problem that it's, I bounced off of it so hard, I would not have gotten this far if it wasn't, you know, a podcast read. How much of a problem? though jacob because like it's not like it's bouncing everyone off and everything is not made for everyone i understand that but here's the here's the reason why i call it out because some of it is taste but here's one of the big problems that i had looking back on it there was the moment when um like the french kiss thing and when we were talking about it on the podcast uh nobody said to me jacob that's obviously a joke because none of us read it as a joke, even though it was. While there is an element of taste to it that it's fine that not everybody is going to be into Chainsaw Man. Because, like, if you can't handle gore, you're never going to get into Chainsaw Man. Like, just for example. Hey, hold on, Jacob. I definitely said it was a joke. Because I had also read most of Chainsaw Man at that point. I don't remember you mentioning that. And uh, Sam and Jamie were talking about how it was in character for him to be wishy-washy. 
I remember that very I, distinctly. I I still contend that that is in character. Like who? What, what are we Denji. talking about? Denji, the the moment like, in the bar. Yeah, the French mm -hmm. kiss thing. Yes. What I'm asserting is that there, like, the beginning of Chainsaw Man is rough. The more I've ruminated on the ending, the more I've liked the vast majority of Chainsaw Man. But the beginning, and like another thing that um, bugged me from the beginning was they proved their point narratively about how awful Denji's life was, and then they threw the heart thing on too. Like there, there are a bunch of little things. Chainsaw Man pushes things, pushes things too far. The, the heart thing is why Puchetta is his heart, though. Like that's why the heart thing's in there. He, Puchetta is his heart because he got dismembered. His heart was always going to be faulty. That's why Puchetta specifically replaced his heart, whereas other fiends don't replace hearts. I, I like. It doesn't need to do that, though. Like, that's something that... Okay, anyway, this is all a conversation we had in episode one, so... Mm -hmm. No need to retread ground here. But yeah, I, ju I just wanted to make the point that, wow, I really loved basically all of this, but it it reminded me of that. But the beginning was tough. Yeah, yeah. so, moving which, on. Which, you know, valid point. Makima laughing uproariously about what just happened. And it's here where we get to the part that really just solidifies for me exactly why I hate her so goddamn much. Because we have established that Makima has super hearing. She hears basically everything on the entire planet as far as we know. She hears through animals, right? Yeah, we, we specifically got confirmed that last time. The rat devil and the spider devil and like all that probably others probably lots of others and so we know that she heard denji and puchetta specifically we know she heard puchetta in the dumpster after denji was chopped up by the zombie devil and gang saying this is a contract i'm going to bring you back to life so you can live a normal life because i i liked hearing about your dreams makima wanted to break that contract to create a situation for Denji so impossibly vile that the idea of living a normal life would be impossible. And so he could not fulfill the contract with Puchetta. And so she gave him normal life. She gave him a family. She gave him a job, a purpose, and then ripped all of it away. And just to add insult to injury... She's like, you were never worthy of living a normal life anyway. What son who kills their father would be? Uh, and it was here that I feel like she missed the, like, this is, again, a, a huge reason why it's very apparent that she's not human, because you missed the context in which, you know, he had to perform patricide. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, I just hate my dad and arbitrarily I'm going to kill him. I'm not 100% on that, because I, I am still of the mind that's kind of just how Chainsaw Man treats guilt, because... The, the argument is not that um, what what the argument Makima is essentially making here is not only have I brought you up and then cast you back down. I'm not doing anything that has broken you. You were broken to begin with because you've done this in your past. And like they do concede it was self-defense, like his alcoholic father was beating on him, probably instantly because his father also had a bunch of gambling debts. 
and Denji kills him in self-defense. But I think what the point of Chainsaw Man is not that, like, that was justified killing. I think what Chainsaw Man is saying, that's still something you have guilt about. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say it was justified, but that doesn't take away from the fact you are a son that killed your father. You know, that actually, that's because one of the, one of my immediate reactions to that was Makima is talking about, talking to Denji about this, like, um, here's this horrible thing that you did. To me, a member of the audience, it would be more, it would be a more horrible thing that Denji did if he just hated his father. Like, even, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't like they were arguing and he got mad, like if Denji just killed his father on a whim, that would be more horrifying to me as an audience member. But the stuff that you're saying about, um, about guilt, I, like, I was, I wasn't sure how I felt about it being self-defense, but I, def- I, I think I get it now. The sort of important thing is that Denji shouldn't hate himself for protecting his own life. Guilt isn't rational. And like, th- that's the thing, though, it's. What she's saying is you are still someone who murdered your father. That is not a normal thing people deal with. You will never have a normal life because you are always going to know you did that. You Mm -hmm. have locked it away behind your childish little self-conscious thing. But that's not something you should be able to run away from. You can't pretend you're a normal person. That's not normal. And like the Yeah, but my, I think my thing is she's not she's very obviously not helping him. Even if it's mm-hmm. like you're still a broken person, I can bring you up, I can build you up, take you down, but you were just fundamentally like she's not helping him work through that. She's just like, Look at you, and you're she, flawed. And she doesn't want to help him work through it. Yeah, exactly. she wants no. Yeah, this is like the final nail in the coffin, because what she's essentially saying for the contract was not only have you broken the contract, because after what I've done to you, you can no longer live a normal life. Let's be honest here. That contract was null and void to begin with because you are a patricidal child. Mm -hmm. You you were never worthy of a normal life because, frankly, I I mean, say what you want. That's not a normal life. Yeah, like that's a lot to deal with that he didn't deal with. Well, he couldn't have. He didn't have the resources and the situation he was under. I mean, it's it it it, it's it. He needs to be put. The everything needs to be put in context. So to say that he didn't deal with it, yes, that is absolutely true. Could he have dealt with it? No. Guilt doesn't care about context. Yeah, like let, let let's let's keep this in the context of what I'm talking about, which is. In the psychological Faustian bargain he's making, like, it has value. In the Makima being an external representation of Denji's inability to forgive himself, no matter how justified he may be. The point isn't, could Denji have dragged himself out of this and lived a normal life, accepted his guilt, moved past this trauma? That is immaterial. The thing that is important is that Denji still feels guilty about it. Denji Denji still feels guilty about it. And Makima is in the in the workings of the story an external dramatization of that. I'm disagreeing with it. I'm just saying that I think yeah. we're just talking about two different things. We are. That's yeah. 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 And by the way, that's what was behind the door. <laughs> little little baby Denji uh seeing his father die after he I think hit him with a knife is the implication. They don't go real into it, but that kind of goes back into the idea of um, showing in detail what happened 
could maybe give Denji's reeling mind context into maybe what he did wasn't so bad after all. It's it's very much the way that a child would see, you know, his father dying in front of him by his own hand. Uh, you know, the the more detail they give, like it mm-hmm. it was something that I took note of when I was reading that, like again. Like, from an audience perspective, it would be more horrifying if Denji didn't have a justification for it, but... But the point isn't to horrify the audience. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not for the benefit of the audience, it's, this is what guilt is. You know, Makima is, is basically playing the part of personified guilt. Yep. Both, both diegetically and narratively. And, uh... The more I ruminate on, on, you know, the back half of Chainsaw Man, the more I love it. It's really good, uh, but we don't have a lot of time to do in this uh, metaphorical minefield, despite how long we've done so in this very podcast. <laughs> oh, can we can we focus on how the flashback ends? Because I love that scene. It's Makima in Denji's flashback, kneeling down to him and going like, oh, do you see what you did? Do you really think you deserve a normal life? And little baby Denji crying and just goes, no. It's real poignant for Denji because he is catatonic on the couch. Yeah, I just remember being really, like, visibly, like, upset. It's it's supposed to make you upset. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't, the next panel definitely does of Denji, like, <laughs> full-on catatonic on the couch as Makima happily eats breakfast with her dogs around her. And it's great because it's a two-panel, or a two-page spread, and the pages are perfectly separated with unconscious Denji's body just, like, vacantly on the couch, and the other panel is happy dogs trying to eat Makiba's breakfast. I'm still stuck on the fact that I don't think that that was a role that was necessary. Like, I see you you all made good points, but I think I just interpreted it very differently, and I'm just like, I honestly think that it was just going for something different there. And it was executed to the point where it was just kind of like Makima was just trying to execute um, control, obviously, but in a way that was not to bring real realization, but to control. Yeah, because guilt is a controlling emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're agreeing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Correct me if I'm incorrect, Jay, but you're thinking that like, you're looking at this from a very in-universe Makima's grand plan perspective. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're looking at it from a uh, from a analyzing the the meaning of this story aesthetic, being a yeah, bunch yeah. of freaking nerds over here, <laughs> and we're all reaching the same conclusion. Makima. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like her. Okay. <laughs> in universe, the big thing is I don't think Makima knew this was the case until she got control of the future devil at some point so mm. i don't think she knew this about denji from the beginning i think she just knew what uh puchetta's contract with him was because i think denji told her mm. well no she, i'm pretty sure she heard it i also viewed it from a point of makima is not only trying to instill guilt but she's also you know more personally assuming the role of a bully Yes, that's sort of also uh, wheeling back around to something that uh, we're both getting at at the same at two different ways where the like 
I think I'm using this term correctly, ludonarrative uh, aspect of Makima representing guilt metaphorically. She's also directly being like guilting Denji to gain control of him in the story. They work together and reinforce each other in a really uh, clever way. Mm hmm. Busting out the big vocab word. Welcome to the club, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I used that correct word correctly, but if I didn't, uh, you can um, comment on uh, YouTube or our Twitter at, at OverMangaCast uh, to tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> we always appreciate hearing from you, especially how bad our opinions are. And um... yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or just encouraging us to read more Kill 6 Billion Demons coming soon. <laughs> But okay. we've <laughs> we, we, we've got to get to a very important thing here. One of the things that we need to take note of is throughout all of this, uh, Denji and Puchetta, by extension, have been called the Chainsaw Devil, the Chainsaw Fiend, Lord Chainsaw. The only person who's ever referred to him as Chainsaw Man was Kianji, the first hunter, which is interesting to note. But that's more backstory stuff for later you gotta wonder why is he called chainsaw why is the comic called chainsaw man and why did the news call him chainsaw man because we see some news reports talking about that yes mm -hmm. uh they've they've been they've been slowly building up over the course of uh this section of the reading we get this revealed to us as makima steps outside of the apartment and into the hallway to see a line of of people who have died in this comic in various states of dismemberment, kneeling to her like knights before a queen. She is a queen. And power. And power. Who, and power. <laughs> only has her head and legs there. I mean, yes. I mean, Beam is just a head. Beam um, is just yeah. a head. Yeah. At this point, this is like... Like, this is the thing where it's like um, liking Makima the character versus liking Makima the person. This is just twisting the knife. She already got what she wanted. She's just flexing at this point to someone who's basically catatonic. Yeah, Denji's catatonic. So she's showing this off to her. Like, this is mm -hmm. purely for her own spectacle. Which, like, honestly, I appreciate the flexing. You gotta, you gotta gas yourself up. <laughs> but essentially, uh, she walks Denji past all these fallen allies who have cleared the path to bring forth this day. What is this, Maya? Uh... I was about to say my dear Denji, but that's a bit out of character for Makima. Uh, my dog. What is this? Yeah, my dog. If that, um, you're going to come back to me, Chainsaw Man. The day of the day of your resurrection, and it's at this point that and that a rocket-propelled grenade explodes the hallway. Oh my god, I love this panel so much of all the guys in suits and yes. uh, Kishibe calling over the uh, radio, just like the anti-Makima squad is here, and I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna save this panel because I know I'll need this in the future at some point. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is my logo. I will make it my I will make it my Twitter profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, direct hit anti Makima squad uh, perform the sacrifice and a whole bunch of people all put knives to their throats and say, hell devil, we offer ourselves up. Come forth and kill Makima. And they slit their own throats. <laughs> and uh. Makima stands up in the rubble of the explosion as the hell devil manifests. And she says, Chainsaw, save me. Denji's 
intestines rip out of his stomach, wrap around his neck, at first looking like a leash, but then it becomes like a scarf for a superhero. Weird, huh? And then (laughs) the transformation. (laughs) He becomes not the chainsaw fiend, not the chainsaw devil. He is chainsaw man. The hero of hell. Because Puchetta was a comic book superhero. The whole time. The whole time. That, that tracks. When you're alone, when you're a lonely kid in a shack, you're all alone. Well, specifically, um, um, Chainsaw Man, uh, as like the devil that devils fear, uh, his whole thing was he would go around hell wherever someone said, save me. He would rush to the scene and destroy the perpetrator and also the victim and also anyone in between. <laughs> he, uh, he got make noise. part of superheroing down. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he I, is made of chainsaws, so it's a little bit hard for him to, you I, know, carry victims to safety. I think we need to describe what he looks like. We all know at this point what Chainsaw Mode Denji looks like. He's got the head. He's got the arms. Very cool. Chainsaw Man has the intestine scarf, the head and the arms, and then the rest of his body has become this like berserk armor looking black metal. And he has grown an extra set of arms with even more chainsaws on them. <laughs> he is a four armed heavy metal monster. And like the the metal armor is like it folds the way flesh does. It's not mm-hmm. like just like plate metal or anything. It it's like it's it's black metal made of meat. Yeah. And he goes to engage in battle with the hell devil handily kicks his ass. Uh, one of the anti machima squad bleeding out from their slit throat is like, you get to die when the job is done. And uh, pours some of their blood into the hell devil's mouth to revive it. It wakes up, grabs Chainsaw Man, pulls him into hell. And we cut away from the, the blood and chaos to Kishibe, who has somehow, he's fast, I guess, has gotten into the apartment and is holding a gun to Makima's head. Uh, Kishibe was always in the apartment. He, he was calling into the anti-Makima squad. Gotcha, right, right, right. Uh, but he's holding a gun to Makima's head and she's like, you know that's not going to work, right? My contract with the Minister of Japan means that any wound I suffer will cause uh, sickness, misfortune, and death to a random Japanese citizen. And he's like, pretty good contract. Pretty mm. good contract, yeah. You know, Kishibe is like, whatever, I, I still need to destroy you. Makima looks at Kishibe out the corner of her eye and says, do you remember what the Nazis did to the Jews in World War II? What the fuck's a Nazi? Yeah. And this is the part where Makima explains that she is a Chainsaw Man fangirl. She says what his power is. Not only is he, you know, an incredibly powerful monster that can chop anything up with his chainsaws, but if he eats a devil, he erases that devil from existence. And the thing that they were a manifest fear of is also erased from existence. Uh, Forward and back. They cease to exist historically and people's current memories of them disappear. And then obviously they can't exist moving forward because they never existed at all. So Nazis, AIDS, nuclear weapons, humanity's sixth sense. You know, bad things. 
four different alternatives to death at the end of life yeah that that one um bad things i mean if they if it was a devil that got eaten to erase it i assume so well the reason why it could be construed as bad is because you know it's a root of so many conflicts and so many wars over who's right so if you just take if you take it away there's nothing to fight over right yeah yes exactly and it's like, well, suddenly this explains why uh, everything is so weird in this. Basically, every major trauma of the 20th century didn't happen. It got eaten. All of humanity's collective neuroses for that entire century gone. So here's the big thing, too. Um, the things that we just mentioned are the things Makima can remember. Mm-hmm. There's definitely countless other things that have disappeared because <laughs> she talks about how these things I'm listing off. I I barely remember the names. Don't even remember what they were for most of them. And I'm sure I've completely forgotten some. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only one who even who even remembers any of these names at this point. And uh she talks about how she is Chainsaw's biggest fangirl. All this time, my power gives me the ability to command anything I consider to be weaker than myself. This whole scheme of mine was to end in one of two ways. Either I defeat Chainsaw Man so completely that it lowers my estimation of him to the point where I can command him with my control devil powers. Or he defeats me and kills me permanently. Either way, I become part of him and I win. Devour me, senpai. Eat me, sense. Eat me, senpai. Eat me, sensei is a very different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Makima explains that what her motivation is is she wants Chainsaw to eat all of humanity's fears, and then with all of humanity's fears gone. They'll live in eternal bliss and happiness, right? One of the big elements of uh, Chainsaw Man is that suffering is a part of life. There's cases where there's too much suffering and that's bad. But, you know, in addition to it being so natural, one of the things that made the Aki going to visit his family's grave moment so great is that having a family doesn't make the bad things go away. That's what living it. It's Mm -hmm. accepting what's happened to you, not automatically teleporting to a better place, but moving forward. And if there's no suffering, there's no No progression. Mm -hmm. And it's a trope that's been done before. But like this is this is one of the most like laser focused on that idea. But don't you see that Makima is making everything better because she says it's better. Makima's plan isn't to remove all of humanity's fears. She's going to be selective with what is destroyed. She's making it in her image, and her image is the better image. Yeah, that that becomes real clear. <laughs> you are wrong, puny humans. The way that she talks about it is, I see, I see humans the same way as I see my dogs. They're my pets, and I want them to be happy in my little world the way I want it to be. Because she's the control devil. So basically, just as she's done at the end of this explanation, uh, Chainsaw Man fought his way out of hell. Uh, and and speaking of hell, one thing that we sort of touched on beforehand, what's up with all the doors? What, what we find out is up with all the doors is uh, humanity locks their, like, sins behind doors. And, and that's what hell is made of. Yeah, it is of these repressed fears and, like, guilt and, like... Because guilt is the secret ingredient that makes a doll a doll rather than just a mindless thing. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Guilt also has power in Chainsaw Man. It just doesn't get brought up as much. Yeah, like, and um, that's that's a big part of the reason why there's a bunch of like random things that had been sacrificed, strewn all over the um, all over the field within Hell, feeling guilty about making contracts with devils. They don't really go into like the mechanics of Hell and like devils and things because so much of the series focuses on Makima, and that just kind of makes that part of the story null and void. But like, what I like to consider is my personal theory is that um, devils naturally can go through these doors. And they are naturally aware of like people's like guilt and hidden like insecurities. And they are able to use that to make contracts with people. They can like wheedle their way in because all devils make contracts. Some just don't like to as much as others. But like, yeah, they clearly do it for a reason. It seemed to me at least that people had prior contracts with, for example, the darkness devil who we know for a fact um, has never died, had never come to Earth. Mm hmm. But yeah, my my little headcanon theory is uh, the reason Puchetta found Denji is because he left hell through Denji's little door. That's why he knows what's behind the door. Mm. And what he saw was a sad little boy who needed a friend. Ah, and that's probably why instead of being, you know, big, strong chainsaw man, he was just Puchetta. But we'll get there later. That's that. Yeah, yeah, he either he either reduced himself in some way or yeah. Chainsaw Man has ripped his way out of hell. You know, he hears somebody say save me and it's uh Kobeni. <laughs> that yeah. I just this poor girl. After 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 this entire section, I feel like we need to have a GoFundMe or we need to have a campaign to get Kobeni a decent, halfway decent date. The past few days <laughs> well, have been so traumatic. It's one of those ones where Kobeni, when in in the first section, was so loathsome. She's the kind of character where, like, the immediate reaction would be, oh, she deserves whatever she gets. I think she's paid her penance by this point for what she did. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, then, it's tipped over into actual pity now. <laughs> it's it's great. It's great because we um, we just hear someone say save me in the distance and Chainsaw Man disappears rather than helping Makima in her current situation. And we cut to um, after the giant violence we've had so far to um, Family Burger. The entire uh, kitchen staff needs to sing a song about the ingredients of a burger whenever they serve a burger. And it's great because each individual member of the staff has like pickles, lettuce, tomato, bun. Kobeni is unfortunately the one who has to deliver the burgers and she's bad at her job and um, is getting physically assaulted by her boss. <laughs> it's the idea that it's like, okay, they're selling a top, like they're shedding some light on the toxic image that's kind of associated with small like family businesses. Not exactly the healthiest relationship between their staff because they try to really hammer home the sense of you belong. You're a member of our family. By the way, we abuse our family and you're going to like it and you're going to perform the way that we want you to perform, which is perfect. It which is like perfectly mm-hmm. each and every time. And poor Kobeni. Um, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a compensation. I don't know if she has not an accent, but a, a sort of... Um, a speech tech. Yeah, speech tech. Given everything she's gone through, she's neurotic is what it comes down to. Yeah, but I mean the idea that, hey, if we're trying to be an actual supportive family, 
as opposed to this very harmful and toxic type of family who are not going to, you know, accept you for who you are or, you know, try to, you know, constructively construct you or or work on you. You're going to have she, she's very openly, not just verbally, but also physically abused. Mm. Oh, yeah. The, the manager's teaching style is I'm going to smack you till you stop messing up. He even says so. He very it's directly says that. <laughs> But I mean, it stuck out to me because especially when they're like, oh, we're family here. At, um, I forget the name of the burger place. It's literally I mean, like family burger. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like the fact that they had to say, like, we're all family here. We take care of each other. And then yeah. just like so openly, like beat the crap out of her and tell her that she's useless and that she just does everything wrong. And that I'm going to hit you if you even think of saying ah again. Or it's just like, okay, so really highlighting that toxicity there. I, I think it's also to, like, give you a firm reason to not like the characters, because you get about half a page before Chainsaw Man burst into the scene to save Kobeni and in process of doing two, chops off one of the staff members' heads. No one's walking out of there with a head. clear. And we have um, a wonderful sequence of Chainsaw Man standing there having a flashback to Denji saying, man, he'd really like to eat a burger one day. And he sits down at the booth and goes, also, they force Kobeni to take his order. Yeah, Kobeni's forced (laughs) to talk to him because no one else wants to deal with the dude who just cut off some guy's head. (laughs) And uh, yeah, with his motor revving voice, Chainsaw Man orders a burger. Kobeni goes to bring him the burger and in her fear and terror and probably the spreading blood on the floor trips and flings the burger all over him and everyone freaks out. You, you forget my favorite bit uh, when they, they make the burger, they do the same song they just did previously, ex- except one of them is the head on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, one of the guys was killed, so he doesn't sing his topping. Chainsaw Man's you know, motivations and actions are fairly random at this point, but another head rolls for this mistake. And it, it's, it's almost one of those ones where it's like, they start yelling at Kobeni and the guy making the most noise uh, gets liberated of his head next. So they try again with the song again, except now there's two toppings missing. And Kobeni trips again. <laughs> and she's just lying on the ground crying. And That's great. And you blame her though. No, I can't blame her. I I feel so bad for her. After the initial scene, I can't blame anyone for what they're doing because the manager is very within his rights to go, way to go, Kabeni, you're going to get us all killed because she does mess up twice. Like, Mm -hmm. And then the manager breaks down thinking that it's a a hidden camera prank show. (laughs) This has got to be fake, right? That's the only logical explanation. We abandoned logic a long time ago on Chainsaw Man. In, in this, we anyway. took logic, gutted it, and threw its remains into a volcano. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chainsaw Man eats the Borg that almost made it on his plate and goes, mmm, tasty Borg, and then has a Denji flashback to, I really want to go on a date with a girl. Chainsaw Man looks around, Kobeni girl. Kobeni Co- will do. <laughs> Kobeni nearest girl. <laughs> but he doesn't have hands. He just has chainsaws. So he picks her up by wrapping the the intestine scarf around her waist. 
yep. and carries her away crying. Uh, oh. And uh, appropriate response. <laughs> God. They go for ice cream. They get ice cream and Chainsaw Man cuts up the ice cream uh, vendor into a million pieces. And they go on their date, which uh, Kobeni's not having a good uh, track record with ice cream dates. No, this is the second time she's been on an ice cream date with a supernatural entity. I'm just saying, I'm not surprised. I'd be surprised if she ever wants to, like, eat ice cream again. Mm-hmm. This one has even more bodies than the last one. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the other one that we saw actually started out pretty nice. It was the ending that was the problem. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what else do people do on dates? I don't know. Play DDR? <laughs> Dance. You mean, you mean they don't? And so, That's an but, ideal date. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I mean, seriously, yes. But they find a DDR machine and Chainsaw Man says, Dance! I woman. Dance! (laughs) And Kopeni starts dancing. Because what else is she gonna do? It needs money! Slices ATM in half. Um, okay. (laughs) Never played this before! Vance! (laughs) (laughs) And she starts dancing and Chainsaw Man is just sitting there with his knees tucked up to his chest watching. It's adorable. It's it's strangely wholesome. Don't mind the blood over there. No, Kobeni crying uh, and dancing. Chainsaw Man in his yeah, little boat. Yeah. It is. <laughs> look, it. This scene is already a, a gazillion things. A single iota of wholesomeness <laughs> is not out of place. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, as as we uh, leave, dance, dance, Kobeni. Which, um, if. <laughs> You're interested. Someone made a flash game where you play as Kobeni dancing. So <laughs> go check out Chainsaw Dance if you really want to play that. Uh, Link is in the show notes. <laughs> I don't know if we now I got to remember to update the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, alas, the date is interrupted as uh, Makima shows up with the Simp Squad, also known as a whole bunch of devil hunters who were brutally murdered over the course of this manga, and also Reze. <laughs> Uh, Reze, uh, Katana, and uh, Kianchi. And about four other people that we haven't met before. Well, we, we wouldn't know them at all, in fact, because, yeah. um, uh, oh, yeah, we, we get established um, pretty much immediately that uh, the four who are not the fiends, in fact, I think it's even implied that the fiends are also not the fiends. Um, they are not humans, nor devils, nor fiends. They are strange kind of existences that have been consumed by the chainsaw yet still exist for some reason uh they're they're echoes of of what they once were yes they're echoes of what they once were and i i okay here's the way i read it here's the way i read it chainsaw man defeated uh katana and reze and in the process he was working for makima so that means that Makima defeated Katana and Reze, and ergo, Makima has command over them. We know Makima personally killed Kianji, and we don't know how the other four died, but presumably Makima was involved in their death as well. Yeah, that's the implication. Well, no, the other, the other four are explicitly said they no longer have names because that has been consumed by the chainsaw. Like, mm. they've been explicitly gotten rid of by chainsaw. Like, prefer, presumably before he became Denji. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in that case, I have zero idea. Let's start the rumble. 
Oh, yeah, no, we, we can dig into when they're revealed my questions about how uh, I'll just reveal it now, because uh, apparently the things that no longer exist in Chainsaw Man universe are flamethrowers, whips, spears and long swords <laughs> by the chainsaw and no longer exist and never well, have existed. The, the thing about that, though, I, the, the simplest way of like thinking about it is like there's like a, a pocket dimension where the things that she controls exist. So that's why she's able to remember, barely remember a lot of the things that uh, Chainsaw had uh, eaten mm -hmm. and remember things yep. because she controls, you know, for example, people who I don't know, were maybe Nazis or knew about Nazis before Chainsaw Man had consumed, you know, the Nazi devil. So she oh, um, thought, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't want to even think about the Nazi devil. It's, it's essentially Helsing, but... <laughs> Yeah, she's able to call on these people because, you know, uh, her power to, like, control, like, who they are, what they are, and their powers is still within her. And that's what's tethering them. That's why they retain their personalities as well, because uh, Kianchi is really into Makima. All of all of them are. The, the, we called them the Makima Simp Squad for a reason. Yeah. Because uh, they are basically promised or they make a bet amongst themselves. That's it. That whoever kills Denji gets to go on a date with Makima. She mm -hmm. does agree to it, to be yep. fair. She does. Also, and whether or not they liked her or she told them to like her doesn't matter. That's uh, also true. All we know is that Makima is hot and Kianchi's into ladies. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yep. That just seemed in character to me. Yep. We get some real cool devil fights but the big thing to take away from is despite the fact it is seven on one against chainsaw man chainsaw man is trouncing these fools mm -hmm. to the point that makima from the sidelines goes well this is an unwinnable fight for us and, and like we're not going to go into super detail on the on this fight because honestly it is just imagine any high level shonen action battle from the perspective of a mortal watching it. And that's basically what we're getting. And so, but I want to highlight one thing in particular because it's actually a Chekhov's gun. Um, Makima uses her own power to launch Chainsaw Man into the freaking stars above, sending him straight up into space. Mm -hmm. At which point Chainsaw Man reaches into his own chest, rips out Puchetta? yeets him back down into the planet and my absolute favorite panel in this entire manga nothing else compares happens because Puchetta burns up in atmosphere turning into Chainsaw Man sitting crisscross applesauce arms crossed like he's something out of Osiris Wrath falling <laughs> down from the sky it is the coolest image in this whole manga I I am it's been living rent free in my head for a week <laughs> And it's great because essentially they keep fighting. Makima is killed 26 times by Chainsaw, but Chainsaw is refusing to eat her. Mm hmm. You've been rejected by Senpai. How does it feel? Uh, well, Makima tells us how it feels. Makima has to play her trump card. This is the reason why I called back to mentioning like Denji talking about being a hero last time and the thing where they set it up like the 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 civilian with a knife is is like a fake out like the civilian is going to attack the devil but no they're they understand that you know Chainsaw Man was there to save them um Makima's uh, trump card is the adoration of humanity. How did the news get wind of Denji fighting the Typhoon Devil? 
and the whole world is cheering for the Chainsaw Man, the hero of humanity, uh, and and the slayer of the gun devil. And we see a, a flashing series of news clips of people gathering in the streets, rallying, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man. And we see interviews with the people that Denji has, like the, the background no-name characters that Denji has saved over the course of the story, talking about how, you know, they were saved by him. Mm -hmm. I, I like how this confirms that the girl that the muscle devil took uh, lived because we weren't sure about that when we read it initially. <laughs> but here's the thing. Devils grow, uh, draw their power from fear. And while all devils might fear Chainsaw, if humanity doesn't, that's a lot of his power gone. And we see that as his wounds suddenly begin catching up with him. And so since she still has the power of the angel devil, Makima summons up a weapon made out of 1000 years of human life and yeets it right at Kobani. But Chainsaw Man is a hero, and he takes the blow, dies. As a specifically, when Makima's doing this, she's talking to Kobani, who's still dancing, uh, and says, oh, no, Kobani, you're very crucial to this plan. He's a hero. He'll try and save you, and then attacks Kobani, knowing Chainsaw Man will come out of anywhere and took the blow. Mm-hmm. I think it's also very important to note Kobeni got a perfect score in Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> well, because yeah, she died. Was it on she hard did. mode? <laughs> I need to know. Was it on easy? She's never played this before. I, I think she just entered a nirvana state, <laughs> a, a state of absolute fear, making her incredibly powerful. <laughs> I mean, she she has shown the power of Ultra Instinct before, so. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we uh, cut to um, inside the Chainsaw Devil, where uh, Power is there and is being woken up by uh, Puchetta going, you, you gotta save Denji. <laughs> and we, we have an absolutely amazing moment of Power going, aren't I dead? Didn't Makima kill me? Then how are you here talking to me? That makes sense. <laughs> are you Chainsaw? And it's just a panel of Puchetta smiling. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, Puchetta's great. It really goes to show that, you know, we made a bunch of jokes about how, like, Puchetta was one of the top characters in the polls, like, early on in Chainsaw Man's history. But, like, boy, he shows that he has someone lost presence to Puchetta, but, like, he's had more of a stake in this and had, like, been setting up a lot more than we realized Yep. It's shown he's he's a much more active agent than he had been presented as. And Puchetta says to power, you are the blood that you had Denji drink manifest out of that with the power of the contract I'm making with you. I want you to return as the blood devil and save Denji. Power's like, OK, Puchetta says, eat my flesh. You mm -hmm. will gain the power to revive like a lot of power, too, because power comes back as, as full like blood devil power. And she looks she looks very silly and I kind of love it. <laughs> she has like a cartoon depiction of a dragon head. I kind of got like a weird angular cat vibe from her. Oh, that too. Actually, yeah, no, I think you I think you're I think you're closer to the mark. Why she likes Miaoi so much. Essentially, she pops up, grabs Denji's dead body. Power has returned. I am the greatest. <laughs> yeah, she attacks Makima. Uh, Makima then summons the zombies, which in case you didn't expect that Maki was behind the zombies in chapter one, here's your confirmation. And essentially 
what the big deal is, is Power surrenders to Makima immediately, going like, nope, I give up, I'll join your team. Ain't it great? And then chapter flip. Ha I was just lying. <laughs> power is power. Power is power. But Makima says, power, be a good girl and hand over Denji's body. And she's like, okay. And Puchetta in the void or whatever is like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> really Why does it have to be power? Uh, but like that that's sort of the thing though because as power as power is makima is absolutely asserting like her powers of control over uh power and then you know power is so weak-willed and will always choose the winning side she immediately does the thing you expect power to do but she snaps out of it yeah before she finishes handing denji over she's like i can't do it damn damn this new morality and she runs away carrying denji and they hide in the dumpster <laughs> it's it's very much that energy that she's mad that she has the like willpower to do this it would have been so much easier to just give in <laughs> mm-hmm and it's uh, great because they're in that dumpster. Uh, power is straddling Denji because I guess that's the only way they can ever be drawn together. But <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, as um, Power has said, I have revived you with my blood. That's why you're not currently dead. And Denji goes on this whole like, I gave up living power. You don't understand. I'm fine with what was happening. But then Power is like, that's dumb. You're my friend. Didn't you have fun living with me? And he's like, yeah, but you're dead now. That all ends. He's like, nope, because the blood devil is going to be reborn and she's going to need a friend as cool as you. I'm going to make you a deal. I'm going to give you all of my blood, all of my remaining life. And what you got to do is you got to go find the blood devil and be her friend. And Denji's mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I guess that's a goal to live for. All these devils telling Denji to live. Isn't that awful? And much like he did in chapter one, busting out of the... Uh out of the dumpster screaming Puchetta's name, he busts out of another dumpster screaming Power's name. I'm just oh, saying it's kind of ironic that he, as representing, like, the lowest point of humanity, has to be encouraged to continue living by devils as opposed to other members of the human race. Power is his friend. Like, and, mm -hmm. and sometimes when you're in a deep funk, what you need is someone you trust to go, hey, I know you're going through some stuff right now, but I'm I your know, friend. But, like, but it's funny because all of them had to be devils or fiends i was a fiend like i feel almost like devil is a misnomer well yeah the, the the thing is devils in chainsaw man are functionally still people they make choices the relationship that power had with denji really changed her and really had an effect on her mm -hmm. and the most important thing to note is devils are manifestations of human fear what's more human than a, a manifestation of a human emotion denji wakes up uh, oh hey kishibe what are you doing in this dirty alley uh you know what i usually do hey you want to hide from makima yeah all right i've got kurbeni here let's go into the bunker <laughs> just so vibes there are just so many characters i just vibe with him like yes. yeah kishibe is an entire mood <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the makima bunker i have several yep we i mean we get to the tracks. makima bunker yeah, it does. But they get to the Makima bunker. Kobani's having a breakdown, as she's of wont course. to do. And I don't blame her. I really don't. Yeah. Can we talk about how Kishibe's uh, actual plan is we're just going to hide from Makima for the rest of our lives? I mean, this has got to be plan like ZZZ. Yeah. <laughs> He's already uh, expended A through double Z. Yeah, I can't say he has like immediately given up. He's 
tried pretty much everything. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Kishibe's plan failed. He's been defeated. Kobeni mm-hmm. is constantly in a state of defeat, and Denji was already in deep defeat, and just for a second, power, like, brought him not even, like, to full, like, I want to live. He's like, I'm enough to be, like, conscious and walking out of here, but... I'm no longer catatonic. We see Denji watching TV, and he sees how many people love him. He sees everyone shouting out how great Chainsaw Man is, and he just is overwhelmed with, wait, no, that's right. I was Chainsaw Man, and I helped people. I took pleasure from that. That is a purpose for living. Hold on. My goals don't just end once I've achieved them. I can keep making new and better goals. Like, I wanted a girlfriend, and that was Makima, and she turned out to, like, betray me. Forget that. I want ten girlfriends. Puchetta, I'm gonna have tons of sex. Like, <laughs> he, I can keep going for bigger and better things. It's also, he saw how many people loved him. He saw how many girls were in the crowd screaming his name. <laughs> Which, vibes. And girlfriends. Yes. That, that scene is so great. Basically, this is Denji saying, I want things. And, like, he feels guilty about about wanting, like, all these unattainable things. But, like, this is the first and most important and hardest step for Denji to come to a place of finding self-love. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to want things, you know, and... Um, it's, it's okay to strive for them. He's been in this situation his entire life where his only goal was getting the next step for, uh, further, you know, for survival. And, and like, you know, like wanting 10 girlfriends, that's something a 17 year old boy wants. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's not just survival. That's wanting to live. And it's not something that he had up until that point. And like, that's inherently greed. And like, that's fine. That's human. It doesn't it doesn't make him a bad person for wanting that. Talking about callbacks, I said it in the very first episode where we discussed this manga. It doesn't matter how small and petty and self-serving your dreams may be. They're your dreams. They're valid. Denji's not going to die before he touches some tits. <laughs> and oh. frankly, that is an absolutely beautiful message caged in a whole lot of blood and vomit. <laughs> Which really is but, just Chainsaw Man. Uh- <laughs> Favorite character, I'm just like, he knows what he wants. Very simple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think anyway. I think also the thing that I liked a lot about it is it's very clear that even in that moment, Denji's still not in a good place. He feels guilty about this. So it doesn't feel like cheap or unearned, you know? Like, uh-huh. it's not like it took him too far. He's overwhelmed with emotion, and he's re- specifically responding to Kishibe saying, no, we lost. We need to just turn our tails and hide for the rest of our lives. And he's just like, no, I want to do things. I want things. And even if my dreams are crazy and unattainable, I'm going to fight for them, which is why. Even if they're sleazy, I want them. Yep, yeah, that doesn't devalue them is the thing, but like. Neither here nor there, because they go to bed, and Denji wakes up in the middle of the night, because, or maybe he didn't even go to sleep, irregardless. He's mm. been thinking, I want to be Chainsaw Man, and to do that, Makima needs to go away. Makima's smart, infinitely smarter than me. That's something we can at least very much agree on. Even, even if you take away the he's uneducated stuff, Makima's still smarter than him. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm going to need a plan to kill her. 
And then, like, the second he gets to that part in his mental line of, like, I'm going to need a plan to kill her, he gets flooded with all these positive memories of her. And he's just like, I can't kill her. No matter what I said, no matter what she's done to me, at the very end of the day, I'm I still like her. I've still got a fondness and affection for her, and I can't bring myself to hate her. The, they understand each other in a way that, you know, can't be described in words. Yep. They have a connection. This is actually the key. Because Denji wakes up Kishibe, give, tells him the plan, and he's like, this is a, this is a fucking stupid plan. Yeah, <laughs> do we have anything else? All right, I'll get the van. <laughs> and we cut to Denji in a graveyard in chainsaw form, crouching on a cross, which is such a great tableau of an image, by the way. Oh, <laughs> can we appreciate the fact I can only assume the mangaka at this point was like, this final battle is going to take a lot out of me. Hopefully I can get away with a background that's only stick crosses. <laughs> yep. A lot and of white. <laughs> Makima and the simp squad shows up. Why are you Denji again? And he says, nah, I guess you didn't break me as much as you thought you did, huh? Okay, kill him. And then, you know, Denji, not handily, but he does end up defeating the uh, the Makima Simp squad. No, no, he doesn't. They, they beat the crap out of him. Well, they do beat the crap out of him. He's able to take down some of them, but he can't he can't beat them all. Yeah, because Makima pities him at the end. And she's just like, OK, you really are too weak. I'll I have to fight you one on one. That's why she shoots herself through the hand to give Denji the blood to revive him. And she's like, I'm the control devil. I'm going to 1v1 you now to firmly place into my mind and yours that I am better than you and I will control Chainsaw. Like, mm -hmm. that. that is what she's doing. Mm -hmm. So she has her simp squat. You're right. Uh, some of them do die. Not all of them, though. But, like... I mean, well, the thing is, yeah. Denji has gone from being the chainsaw man that was, like... The chainsaw man she wanted. Yeah, and he's he's back to the um, chainsaw man he was, you know, when he fought uh, Santa Claus, basically. Which is mm -hmm. a damn powerful fighter, but not enough to take on what seven or eight people who are roughly his power but uh makima and denji have their duel it's brief it's epic but makima gets the upper hand and then she weskers him right through the chest and rips puchetta out from his heart right out of his chest cavity denji mm -hmm. falls to the ground dead makima pulls out a cigarette of victory smokes it cuddles the little Puchetta and says, now that I have Chainsaw Man, you're going to become mine. I'm going to control you. We're going to sleep together so much. It's going to be great. And then she hears a revving noise behind her. From the pile of bodies. Best panel in the manga. I take back what I said earlier. <laughs> it has so much catharsis because from the pile of bodies, you see standing up wearing a kind of like poncho, I think. No, he's wearing a suit. Like the other ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's wearing the suit. And like, I thought he had like a head thing on, but maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, nope. he's wearing the suit disguised as one of the um, things and strikes at her with a chainsaw. <laughs> Just Denji holding a chainsaw. A regular chainsaw. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. not not actually regular. It's actually made from power's blood. But oh, OK, but, yeah. But it's not manifested out of his arms or anything. It is like it, mm -hmm. it looks like a chainsaw you buy in a hardware store. And he carves her right up the stomach and through the sternum with it. 
And she's like, you idiot. You think this will really kill me? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, but this chainsaw was made out of power's blood, which has now gone into your veins and is wreaking havoc in your body, making you unable to regenerate very fast. Oh, mm-hmm. look, and there's Kishibe pulling up with the van. Well, I better make sure I get you into uh, a movable package size. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, then we just cut to Denji's apartment. <laughs> Denji's apartment as Denji walks over to the fridge, opens it up, and it's full of pre-prepared meals. Just like absolutely well, completely filled. Like some of them are suspended by like makeshift ropes to use up all of the available square, space. All of the available space in the fridge. Yeah, it's not pre-prepared meals, Sam. It's butchered meat. <laughs> well, yeah, it's butchered uh, meat. He's, he's making all the meals. Yeah. Well, it's the ingredients for the meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should. And it suddenly becomes um, Shokugeki no Soma for a second. <laughs> yes. Yeah, surprise. He's learned how to make some really good meals. <laughs> Seriously, growing up in like almost the wilderness and being fascinated by getting able to eat, you know, a full Fancy meal. stuff. Yeah. He now has his own kitchen, own apartment. He's just like, I want to make some dinner. Yeah. You see all the meals he makes. He makes a lot of, um, like, some ginger uh, pork and, like, or some ginger meat. Uh, and um, the, the, it's kind of weird. Like, a lot of the things he's make, they have to specify that there's no vegetables in them. Which is not surprising, though, because he's Denji and... Denji ate his vegetables. No, maybe he does it because he's... You know, part has power inside of him, and power hated vegetables. Power, power left with power was what was keeping him alive, uh, because we reveal the Denji that got killed by uh, Makima was his heart. Was Puchetta yeah. formed a chainsaw man like he did when he got sent back from, from space, and Denji in his body was being kept alive by power's blood, and he used that to form the chainsaw, which killed. To Makima, mm-hmm. and then got his heart back because he needs that. <laughs> but but power is gone at this point. Yeah, that's why I uh, said that Denji or uh, Chainsaw Man throwing the Puchetta back to Earth was a Chekhov's gun. Which mm-hmm. I like to think this means there is a Chainsaw Man body just floating up in space right there with cars from JoJo Part Two. <laughs> I think technically that is what that means. But um, we we've drawn this out long enough because uh, Kishibe uh, eventually reveals. Uh, or, no, I'm sorry, Denji reveals to himself. Uh, all this meat in his fridge, uh, they carved up Makima because uh, Chainsaw needs to eat every last bite. He's been cannibalizing Makima, turning her into various meat dishes. It's OK. Makima's not human. Uh, she really did want Chainsaw to eat her. So, I mean, yep. strictly speaking, which in all fairness is what Denji uh, was saying was, I'm not going to kill you. I want to become one with you. I want to understand you. I'm eating you out of love. And apparently that works for the contract. Kishibe literally says to Denji, you lucked out. Her contract with the prime minister must have been worded in such a way that it only like deflected threats against her. And because Denji never intended to kill her, he intended to eat her, which is not the same thing as far as devils go. That stopped her contract from protecting her. And so, the, the big thing was why that plan worked at all was because Denji kind of has the somber realization that um, whenever he was with Makima and probably he had this realization as he was going through all those memories of the good times they had together. As much fun as he had with Makima, Makima never really saw him. 
she only saw the chainsaw. Yep, that's Denji's take on it, which uh, I'm not entirely sure I agree with. I know Jake doesn't agree with it. Yep, uh, that is one of the coolest moments. Another important thing is at this point while he's talking with Kishi, uh, we're introduced to um, a strange little girl who uh, bites Denji's finger and he recognizes that bite. <laughs> the Japanese have found a way to create a smaller, more efficient Makima. Kishibe says... This is your responsibility now. This is the new form of the control devil. Noyuta is her name? Yes, yes. Found in the rural regions of China. Like, there was something that uh, that Denji had been doing, um, especially as he started to, like, come out of his funk um, after, you know, the, the bit with being broken and everything, where he'd, like, give people a peace sign to show he was okay. You know, this new control devil does that to him. And considering the the way that Makima is, with how meticulous all her plans are, I find it odd. For all the not seeing Denji, it's not like she didn't perceive his existence. What Denji is saying is she never cared about me. I feel like, how could she not recognize that Denji would get back up when people were cheering for the Chainsaw Man? There's a valid interpretation that like she literally didn't perceive him, but I think also another way of reading that, and I think supported by um, the fact that Noyuta like does that like peace sign bit at the end. I think that Makima, at least at a subconscious level, really did see Denji too. Not sure I agree with that. Let, let's get through the remainder of the plot and then we'll hit that up in the discussion. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure that's going to be the main thing this gets revealed and then we get like a kind of interstitial scene where denji is dreaming and he is having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with puchetta which has not happened since the beginning of the manga where puchetta is responding to him and mm -hmm. in fact actually puchetta only talked to him very briefly in the beginning but um puchetta is essentially expositioning um denji i just wanted to be hugged but because I was made of chainsaws and everyone was scared of me, no one would give me hugs. So when I got kicked out of hell and was a cute puppy, you gave me hugs. And that's why I like you, Denji. Also, you gotta understand, the control devil was like me. The control devil just wanted to be loved. I probably shouldn't do this all in the goofy voice. This might be mildly annoying. Um, <laughs> essentially, that the... The control devil just wanted to be loved and could not have an equal relationship with people because either if they thought they were better, their power dominated them and they had they had relationships of fear. So they would never have an equal like love, like a platonic, like same level love. And well, the kind of relationship that the kind of relationship that Denji and power had. Yep. Yep. And Puchetta is essentially just like. Genji, I know you're a good guy, and you gave me a happy life. That's why I gave up my life, to be your heart. I need you to make the control devil fulfill their dream, to be loved. But how do I do that, Puchetta? Just give them lots of hugs. It's a cute little scene of Denji hugging uh, Neuta in his sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, with, all of, with all of the Makima dogs. And... Why did she pick Huskies, a notoriously moody breed that's hard to control, in a vain hope that they would somehow resist her? Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we get a little ending sting of, um, oh, 
Hey, did you hear about the Chainsaw Man? He's that hero that saves people. I heard he only saved girls. Did you hear he was a high school student? And then we cut to Denji with a like shit-eating grin, <laughs> revving up his chainsaw. <laughs> It's so great. Like, like, I mean, like he suddenly becomes like a, um, a standard shonen protagonist in a lot of ways. His entire mood has changed. The uh, the melancholy that he never really shed until that ending, like talk with Puchetta. You know, it's gone now. Like this, this is where we go from here. And uh, one thing that I really liked is end of part one uh, public safety arc. And then after that, it's just the end. <laughs> like, that's such a that's such a, a, a perfect way of ending it, because it's like there's more stories in that universe, but that's the end of the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I get the feeling that he really he had like a plan and because Chainsaw Man was very clearly like written out in full. So mm. I think what happened was as he was getting to the end, he was like, this is really popular. I don't think I'm going to be able to get away with just saying this is the end of everything because it's a great ending. Just mm. there's more stories to tell. And the thing I like about this is that's such a clear and concise ending to that story. It would not be unreasonable to tell anthology stories in that universe, you know, and, you know, you have this story of someone finding, you know, self-love and, you know, this like all these themes about life isn't just, you know, eliminating the bad things or just surviving. It's life. It's holistic. It's a really great. And the story continues ending. I, I think the mangaka has um, done some interviews about what uh, he's planning for part two. And I think he's hitting. I think the main consensus is what he wants to do is not something that's inherently Denji focused because Denji's story is kind of been told. Maybe yeah, something wrapped up. But yeah, that's uh, going forward. So uh, let's uh, let's get some discussion about, uh, I guess, the first series we've finished. So congratulations, yeah, everybody. Woo! Let's uh, let's crack open the ice cooler in a completely different order to throw everyone off. Uh, Jay, who was your favorite character of Chainsaw Man? I do not have one single solitary favorite character of Chainsaw Man. I have multiple. <laughs> um, first and foremost, okay. Denji. From the beginning, he stole my heart. I love Denji. He's amazing. Dynamic. He's Chainsaw Man. And I'm so glad that he is working on uh, achieving his dreams because he is worth it. Second, I hope he gets those 10 girlfriends. <laughs> I would be one of them. Puchetta, for reasons. <laughs> I know everyone else doesn't, but Makima, in my own way, I think it's because I stopped trying to overanalyze what the heck Makima was. And I just had to like appreciate it for what what it was. Makima is I can't I can't explain it more than Makima was manipulative and controlling, but she had these ideals that she believed were right or correct or whatever. And I guess in her in her world, you believe this was correct. I, I can't and I'm not saying that that's the best reason to like Makima, but I feel in a sense that she was the most genuine. Yeah, I think that's a very the most, good reason to like. Yeah, that, that's so. a great reason, and yeah, I I totally agree with that. The most duplicitous character in the series was also, in many ways, the most genuine character in the yeah. series in a weird way. She yeah. was completely genuine to herself. 
Yeah, not saying not saying that it was correct, but it was very genuine. And it's like I don't agree with it, but I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what she I, was doing was wrong, but she had she had genuinely good intentions, and you gotta kind of appreciate that. But what's the road to hell paved with? Yeah. Well, doors. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the road to hell is paved with doors. The doors. And last would be power. So yeah, that's like four. Yeah, <laughs> that is four. Okay, hey, Jacob, uh, who's your favorite character? <laughs> uh, definitely Denji, 100%. Uh, what a turnaround from episode one. Thing that I liked most about Chainsaw Man, then he annoyed me. But like, and like, you know, like Himeno I really liked, but... um. My gosh, what a character journey. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I love that, like, you know, because it's like, you know, mentioned a couple of times that he's like arrested development, the character, like the fact that he wants to be a superhero and that he he basically does it, you know, the the places he goes to and, you know, coming out on the other side, being able to, like, you know, accept himself and stuff like that. Um and, like, the other thing that's nice about Denji's character arc is none of this is ever, like, directly stated to the audience. So much of, you know, what this story is, is built into the subtext. Um, you know, really brilliant things like um, how Makima is both guilting Denji about killing his father, but also a metaphorical representation for his guilt. Despite the fact that it's easy to argue that you know, his self-defense, it was justified. Seeing Denji go to those low lows and then climb out of it is so cathartic. You know, the smile he has at the end is like, I love that smile. You know, he's not an animal anymore. He's a person. He's the person he was always supposed to be. Makima is also definitely high up on the list, uh, largely because Makima facilitates that character. She pushes him down, but also, and again, it it's very much the case where it's not an invalid read to say that this was a pure random chance, but like, with the way that the, the theming is um, crafted and the way that um Nayuta treats Denji in the ending I feel that at some level like the control devil did understand who Denji was honestly just I don't feel like Makima knew she was wrong they mentioned that the reason she is the way she is is because she was raised by the Japanese government and was like taking a very cold and analytical approach to everything you know I like I I feel I feel so hopeful because I do really believe that you know, before Makima, now Noyuta, and Denji do really get each other. And, like, I didn't think they'd get a happy ending where they get to be together in the end. Like, it's not like Denji and Makima are a couple or anything, but, like, what an unambiguous, like, you know, for all the bittersweet, for all the characters lost, what an unambiguously happy ending for Chainsaw Man. Like, I did not see that coming. I, mm-hmm. I would definitely use bittersweet to describe it as opposed to happy, but yeah. <laughs> happy for, but like happy for Chainsaw Man though. Like relative to Chainsaw Man, that's a happy ending. Relative to everything in this manga? Yes. Sam? Who's your favorite character? Yes. We're, we're running a bit low on time, so I'll just keep it quick. It is, was, and always has been Denji. I love this boy. I want <laughs> to see him grow. And I did. Yeah. And it was fucking beautiful. Yeah. And Matt here, I. <sighs> To, to say any other character, especially for this last chunk of reading, 
then Denji, like, this is so much Denji's story at the end. It is. Like, like he would be my favorite character of this reading. And, like, of the series overall, this is Denji's story. Like, it's mm-hmm. about him. And it's so purposefully about him, it's great. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go with Denji. So, final thoughts on this uh, series finale. Man, I don't think I've ever seen a story in-universe scream its message at you so loudly in such an abstract and chaotic way. (laughs) A lot of Chainsaw Man is about the struggle for purpose, and then you see the... The, the complete insanity that happens, the chaos and madness that seems utterly purposeless. And it feels like it's laughing in the face of its own message. But then we get the ending with Denji. I, it is in, an exceptionally strange read. It kept that energy all the way through to the end, and I appreciate that. Chainsaw Man takes you into the depths of depravity. I guess, I guess part of one of my concerns, especially early on, and, you know, like that moment where I had that that really negative reaction of, oh, I guess my investment in Makima and Denji's relationship was complete nonsense. I guess I'll just be depressed again. And like that 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 twinge of fear came from the idea that, like, I really hope that this doesn't just like say that life is hopeless or something. And like it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, life's going to kick you in the balls. It's going to happen. Bad things are going to happen to you. But you know what? Life is still worth it. Have dreams. Believe in something. Get up, you know, in the morning and move forward. And to some extent, that's something that I've needed in my life lately, funnily enough. Um, and just like the fact that, you know, because like, again, like so many people died and there's so there was so much lost. But like the message of the story is like, you're going to be OK. As long as you keep going, you're going to be OK. And like that, that amount of light was just so unbelievably cathartic for me. Um, and I, I will just say, I, I, I you know, say it again, the idea of um, like the, the way that that ending is framed, it is such a perfect capstone. This story is over. If you're really, really, you know, thirsty for, you know, this world, for these, you know, characters, for uh, diving back into this universe the the basically setting up perfectly so if you want this story to be in your heart forever like you know a, a chainsaw dog for example um you can just hold it there but also you know it's setting it up so that you know you can see these you know characters again if you so choose um mm-hmm. and i love stories that do that um like having having a story that can that can just like blindly go on forever you're going to get bored of it eventually. So like you need to have endpoints in a story, but I also like, you know, revisiting, you know, you know, worlds that I know and and places and characters that I know and seeing what they've been up to. Um, And the fact that Chainsaw Man does that in such a clever way of, you know, it's, it's like, you can just pretend that if, if like they come out with a, you know, Chainsaw Man part two and it's bad, you can just ignore it because like this story is a complete story. Yeah. And Jacob, I think I, I said this in the very first episode. Uh, Chainsaw Man, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You're just going to have to fight for it. <laughs> I've got my one thought I want to concede because I, I did say we would talk about this later about how, how I disagreed on like I viewed uh, the relationship in a different way. 
with mm. uh, Makima and Denji because um, wh- what I took away from that scene in the movie theater, specifically uh, them watching the movies and then suddenly they're crying at the very sad movie. I didn't see that as the connection between Denji, like Denji and Makima don't have an innate connection. Puchetta and Makima have an innate connection. They are both lonely souls who feel like no one can get close to them. And that sad movie is what they like. Because when Denji starts crying, he has no idea why he's crying. (laughs) That just Mm -hmm. happens. And like, that kind of brings forward the whole message of the reason Makima, like her foil, like her tragic downfall, is Makima only views people by what they can do for her. So whenever she saw Denji, she saw Chainsaw. She saw the facilitation of her plan. She did not see the guy named Denji. Because, in fact, at one point, um, when Denji says, what kind of guys do you like? She says, I think I like a guy like Denji. Like his heart, maybe. Like, mm. th- so much of it is she only sees people as, like, what they can do for her. And the fact that that brings about her undoing in the end is, like... Like classic, like tragic story writing mm. is like she brought about her own downfall through her arrogance. And yep. that's why the big thing is um, when Denji's realizing I want to understand her because clearly the connection I think we have is so one sided. She's not in love with me. She's in love with Puchetta or not even Puchetta. She's in love with Chainsaw, it's Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And that's like the, the huge disconnect of like the thing about that i i want to make a point of saying that's a totally valid read and what i'm about to say doesn't discredit any of that but here's an alternative read because uh uh the thing about uh denji crying in that scene i've watched movies and spontaneously started crying and not understand why myself i've been in that place before and i think that denji puchetta and makima are all connected to each other the way that i read it It's, you know, like it's the story of the three of them, because like Denji is also someone who no one was ever able to love him because he was just, you know, like he was treated like an animal. He wasn't treated like a person. And I think Denji shares Puchetta and the control devil's plight. And, you know, a really important thing is I don't think Makima consciously recognizes any connection that she has to Denji in particular. And, you know. It's a valid read that there is none. It, that, that's a totally valid read. But I also think that, you know, because of the way that Noyuta acted around Denji, I feel like there is, you know, like it's left open-ended that there is also evidence that there was a connection between all three of them. You know, that touches, that, that you know, that tugs on my heartstrings more. Yeah, and, and valid. I guess my main conflict with that is the one line Denji gets when he finally is like agreeing that he's going to like do this plan with Makima is when he's on the cross uh, Makima's just like oh you're Denji but like he doesn't even really respond to her what he says is hey Makima in this perfect world you're gonna make are there still gonna be bad movies and she goes I think I'd prefer a world where bad movies didn't exist and that's like Denji's motivation to go well I guess this has to yep Mm-hmm. And there's also a thing to note, um, quite literally, in the final battle, she only saw the manifestation of Chainsaw Man. That was a that was a Puchetta ripped out of Denji's heart. Mm. Denji himself. Yeah, she didn't notice him on the ground. 
Again, not saying that Jake is wrong, but like the evidence for why Denji thinks that is pretty high. And and like Denji, Denji believes that Makima, like, like Denji believes that the connection is one sided. But I think that the the reason he gets out of his funk in that last scene where he's having the powwow with Puchetta is because he's recognizing that maybe it wasn't completely one sided. I read that as Puchetta giving him more like like how power is saying go find the new power or the the new power devil uh the new blood devil make friends with her like that's motivation to live that's just more motivation of this is more things i can do with my life like it's not over there's always new better things which i mean fair but there's clearly not enough in what we have to really get a definitive answer either way so that's the thing. And and that's what I'd like to impress upon the audience. This is very much a case of it was intentionally left open ended. And whichever one speaks to you more is the one that you should uh, adhere to. Uh, mm-hmm. OK, so, final question, everyone. Would you continue reading Chainsaw Man? Ha ha. You can't. It's over. <laughs> Woo. Part two. Can't wait. <laughs> 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 you see, this is a marketable media franchise. Therefore, it will never end. Cries in Dragon Ball. Oh, wait, what's next on the reading list? We're continuing revisit month, everybody, because it is uh, Dragon Ball. We are going back into that with a uh, chapters 24 through 54. The OG Dragon Ball. Once again, make sure to read that by next Thursday. Uh, and then always if you've got any thoughts on what you're reading or just any thoughts at all reach out to us on twitter at over manga cast um leave us a comment on youtube over manga cast uh we've got an instagram and a facebook you could go like those uh over manga cast all over it's a <laughs> uh send it uh send us your uh equally valid third interpretation of uh denji puchetta and makima's relationship and tell us why both matt and myself are wrong Oh, no, 100%. If you've gotten to this point, I am imploring you, please give me your thoughts on the finale because half of the reason <laughs> I started this podcast was to get talk to people about the ending of Chainsaw Man. Like, <laughs> uh, But um, yeah, we always appreciate hearing from you. I would really love to hear your theories. That's not even a lie. We will all love to hear them. Um, oh, yes. But yeah, uh, like, review, comment, subscribe, all of those things are great for us. Uh, and especially if you've got a series you think we would really enjoy and you'd like us to read, please reach out. We'll put it on the list. Like, mm-hmm. we're really open to things. But with all that out of the way, good night, everybody. Good night. Good everybody. night. Good night.